This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, March 17th, 2020, episode 207. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Of course, you can visit our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Joining me, healthier than ever before, Brian with an I. Aldrich. Hey, Brian. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. Hopefully you're uh, surviving your quarantine. I'm not quarantined. That's happening. Have you left okay, your house I, today? Okay. Uh, yeah, I went to work this morning. All right, Brian. Oh, I got, yes. I, a hot, okay, hot take for you. We've got mm-hmm. a story or two that's going to talk about the C word, which apparently you're not supposed to mm-hmm. say on YouTube. Not that C word. The other C word. The newer oh, okay. C word. <laughs> so I, the, uh, I'm going to tell you this, Brian. Okay. So, uh, okay. I know you want to introduce yourself, and I appreciate that. Yes. But let me just say this right off the bat. Okay. We are not going to be talking about coronavirus on this program. Literally, every other podcast I listen to, Brian, if it's technology, if it's sports, if it's anything, everything and anything is about this stupid-ass thing. So yep. that, for the next two and a half hours-ish on this program, now there's a couple stories that deal with Reference some it. effects of that. <clears throat> This is a this is a safe space. For Even though our names is quite the opposite. <laughs> this is going to be a safe space for We'll probably have people thinking that we are where you get the latest news on how to deal with the quarantine. We've we been getting and... a lot of followers on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah. so uh, so this is going to be a safe space for the next two and a half hours. We're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about technology and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. So Brian, without further ado, I just wanted to get that off my chest cuz I'll tell you what, man. I've been trying to listen to things to just listen to other things keep get my mind off of the news and i can't yep. everything is 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 wrapped around that so two minutes yep. into the program that's it see you next week everybody <laughs> yes okay Brian. well if you want what's your name first of all <laughs> my name is brian and if you want to find me on twitter you can find me at oh. boise computer of course my blog by com. Uh, one thing you might want to do especially a lot of people may be working from home this week i mean who wants to work come into the uh, Discord server. Oh, yeah. Do that. Just look on the uh, right-hand side of our website. It says join a server on Discord. That way you can chat all day with everyone. Uh, also, if you want to get a notification for the live show, a lot of people may be home that weren't. Uh, and if you think you might be home for the next couple of weeks, then you might want to join our, our Steam group because you get a little notification right before the live show starts. Uh, you can jump into our chat, participate in the game giveaway. You can participate in the chat of uh, different topics that we discuss during the show. So it's really helpful. Uh, if you want to watch us live, we have our Mixer, our YouTube, and our Twitch streams going. Uh, also, we have all our audio forms. So whatever device you happen to be listening to us on or platform, uh, we'll have a link for that on the audio-only versions. And then our show notes for now 270 episodes of the show. So if you uh, if you want to go and see maybe a video or an article that we're referring to while we discuss things. Uh, we'll have those in the show notes for this episode. Uh, also, if you want to support us financially, one way you can do that, first of all, though, you'll probably hear a couple dings here and there with the uh, Twitch Prime subs. 
Uh, you can give those uh, by just subscribing to us in uh, in Twitch. Uh, or if you want to purchase something, it'd be purchasing as everyone's trying to purchase toilet paper. I guess you go on to Amazon like I did and purchase some toilet paper. Uh, you could do that through amazon.infectionpodcast.com. Uh, also, you can go to humble.infectionpodcast.com and that'll give us a little bit of a kickback for different humble bundle purchases that you may do. So thank you very much. And uh, hopefully everybody enjoys the show and maybe we'll have a few people that normally can't be here. I guess that's the perk of a an outbreak and people being quarantined in their homes is maybe get a few people to stay home and actually get to catch the show live. I can't hear you. I promise I cannot. I'm an idiot. Um, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> okay. uh, it'll be interesting to see what the uh, effects of this are on, um, especially services like Discord. Uh, as you said, mm-hmm. a lot of people home. I'm working from home. I'm sure you are either working from home. Or well, and I did see it. an email from Discord saying that they have upped their capacity by twenty percent or something like yeah. that in anticipation of this. Yeah. So obviously, there's some uh, effects on the um, Discord. I wouldn't call it a community, but this platform itself and as well as a lot of other services like Slack and Zoom and all that, all that fun jazz. Um, but we're not, we're, you know, we're not, we're not going to do that on this, on this program. Um, Brian, I yes. did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. If you would like to see me for five and a half ish hours, build a computer. I streamed it Friday night. It, mm-hmm. well, it was supposed to be on my YouTube channel. I don't, see it maybe it got banned i mean oh man google took it down it was questionable content what what's blocked oh video contains copyrighted material what were you listening to music no (laughs) at the beginning yeah oh yeah that's probably what it is yeah but it was a five and a half hour live stream blocked copyright claim all countries affected jesus well well, there goes that. Um, so, Never nevertheless, mind. yeah, I mean, yeah, what a what a what a pain in the ass. Fuck you, YouTube. That's all. That's all I have to say. Um, I did build a new computer, Brian, uh, and I mm-hmm. had a good time doing that with our uh, some of our infection podcast folks. They were uh, along for the ride. And um, here is uh, here's a quick picture. They'll post a link in the show notes to uh, to the new to the new setup here. Uh, I've got two twenty uh, seven inch AOC curved monitors and then um some asus monitor above that with all my stuff set up and i'm rocking an amd ryzen uh 3900x the uh gtx 1070 32 gigs of ram this thing this thing's a beast and uh, as we're sitting here doing the show right now my cpu is at 18 percent nice we are recording which is which is good hopefully we're recording that would suck but, we'll find um, out afterwards. Yep. So I did that. I'm super excited for that. Got some uh, NVMe drives in there, so it's super speedy. And um, first computer I built in five. five so I built the c- last computer I had, which is sitting right next to me over here. I built mm-hmm. that right after we started Infection because the computer I had before that just wasn't up to snuff. So we started Infection in January. I built uh, the new computer in February. Bingo, boom, shakalaka. And then I just built a new one last week. Um, thank you, UGX Vibe, for the 25-month resubscription. We, uh, we greatly appreciate it. And our friend Falcon is pointing out, 
what the hell is this? You guys are on the wrong side. So we've gotten this criticism for years. Bingo, boom, shakalaka. And I've never wanted to change it because it's just work that I didn't want to put in. But now, since I was redoing anything ever, anyway, I had to redo everything, all of it, for the most part. Um, we switched places. What? The, yep. what it, does this look worse? Does it look better? I don't really think it matters, but it seemed to yeah. make sense when I was going to have to spend hours redoing everything anyway that I went ahead and did that. So. And it's fine. See, now, the, for me, I have screens that go pretty much all the way across here. So I would always put our video so that when I'm looking at you, I'd be looking in the, your direction on the left-hand screen. So now that I'm on the opposite, I just put your video on the right screen, and here we go. So, But, does, but it doesn't Make look everybody cool happy. as that. Well, maybe it let does. Me t- let me, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, Brian, before we, before we get into... Um, yeah, Brian's day trading. <laughs> right, he's got yeah. he's surrounded, he's got a Bloomberg terminal in his house. Um, <laughs> before before we get into anything, I, this was my first time um, ever using 144 hertz, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's rather intoxicating. It really is. It is so so even just doing even like looking at us right now. Obviously, we're not at 144 hertz, and my video I think is at 30. You can just see the snappiness and responsiveness of moving windows around, and I have a sixty hertz monitor above this. And if you yeah. put two, if you play two video, two of the same videos, put one on here and one up there, you it's it's you can't really describe it. Um, and I, obviously, I know a lot of people have one hundred and forty four hertz, but I think it's a safe assumption that most people don't. Um, yeah. So it's pretty neat, and it's re- relatively affordable. These monitors, which are now sold out, of course. Um, knowing my luck, I would have waited an extra week and then <laughs> would have been sold out forever. Um, they were like, they were like two fifty something a piece, which is yeah for a twenty seven inch, fourteen forty p, hundred and forty four hertz monitor is a steal of a deal. Um, yeah. So, new computer, baby, new new PC. Who dis? Well, you have to let me know like what you think of it in the long term. It sucks. Or as far as like, <laughs> <laughs> well, once you use it for a little bit, because that's, yeah. I'm going to be looking at eventually upgrading to something that like with, un, with the unreal develop and everything development, it gets to be a pain when you're working with large assets, like a large map or something that uses a lot of resources. It's just as a pain because it's not nearly as efficient. You say, Oh, well a game, I can run this on a game, but that's optimized usually, but you're working on something in editor. It, uses a lot more CPU. So. Well, even simple stuff like n- not that my previous computer was slow. I mean, it was an uh, it was a nice i7, 16 gigs of RAM. I mean, it was a nice ni- nice setup, but even things like having a bunch of programs open and then opening Photoshop, which yeah. isn't the most in- it's not CAD. It's not Autodesk by any stretch of the imagination, but there's a lot of dependencies that load into Photoshop and if you're loading up a large project like um like our infection cover art has got a bunch of layers there's a whole bunch of scenes there that 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 are used for different things that that takes a while and it's it's super quick now so that's that's convenient um so yeah of course sean feels like he needs to make fun of my raid but i do have here just sitting here one of the hybrid two terabyte fire cuda that i well i've got at some point we'll throw in there i've got a two terabyte uh nvme and then a one terabyte yeah, those are NVMe. fast they're very fast. Yeah. And th- those are 
have they dropped in price quite a bit? Because those yes. used to be, I mean, yeah, they were dirty for not near anywhere near a terabyte. Uh, let me see if I can. I think I showed this last week. Let me see if I can find it again. Um, I think all in all, minus the GPU, which I already had, it ran me about close to two grand with tax. Um, yeah. The NVMe, the one terabyte one was a hundred. The two terabyte one was about two twenty, I think, is what I spent on it. So, yeah. little like three fifty for storage, which isn't terrible. So, yeah, um, hmm. yeah. I'll price something out. I mean, it's it's really hard to say because with the speculation and everything, they keep saying, well, China being affected by all this is going to affect our availability of various hardware components mm-hmm. and the pricing and it's just trying to guess that and whether or not that's just fake it could yeah. be it could be that it's just six months from now i'll be like all right what happened uh but who knows yeah so, so that's how uh, i get to decide do i need to buy it now or do i sh- or should i wait yeah so the, the, you know i'll post the link to the uh to the build in the show notes as well um it's not right. the most cutting edge thing by any stretch of the imagination i mean it's. I would say it's probably. I would say it's a good mid-tier computer, for sure. Yeah. So that's what I did the past well, week. The, uh, go ahead. That's the crazy thing is looking at some of the CPUs that they have right now. That AMD's. I mean, they've got CPUs that are two, two, three thousand dollars. That are like a hundred, what, hundred twenty-eight cores. I mean, looking at those, like, well, which one do you do between that and then the base level? Like, what's the kind of the best deal for your money? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so, lots, lots of, uh, lot, lots of questions around that. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have that here. Um, hopefully on YouTube here. I'm trying to see if I can get that uh, change. Maybe edit out the beginning and the end. Or That's something. what I'm trying to do right now, which I should not be doing. But uh, we'll, po- we'll post a link to all that stuff in our show notes. It'll be infectionpodcast.com. Um, I'm no expert by any means, but if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer. And I want to, th- I, I want to thank. Um, we had a bunch of people in the chat. Friday night when I built it, uh, PH was there, our friend Joe, our friend Sean, um, Nisco was there. Nisco was a huge help telling me my CPU was a little over voltage. So um, appreciate those guys hanging out, chat, and giving me some advice. Um, so yeah, there you go. This cool. is what, this is this is the whole thing. This is community. That's what uh that's what we do here yep. on the show. And Brian, here's something I'm playing around with. Um, obviously, so I'll be working home for about the next six weeks or so. Um, yeah. And here's a here's a here's an interesting thought for you. I'm going to turn the dial back to 2000 yes. ish. Yeah. The, you remember when uh, p- the people used to life cast? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Perillo I'm going to do that. And- yeah, Chris Perillo, Steve Haywood and the Tech Buzz. You had all these guys doing this like kind of just shooting the breeze while they were either working or w- doing something like that. I'm going to start, I think I'm going to do that on Twitch this past uh, or this, these next six weeks. So I'll be ho- I'll be working from home. I work in IT. Um, so what I'm thinking I'll do is I'll set up a camera that's kind of facing over me where you can't see all the screens. Um, yeah. But when I'm not on the phone or whatever, just be chatting about whatever for eight hours a day. So I don't know if you're going to yeah. be doing if you're are you if you're going to be working from home. Maybe we could I don't know we could like co I, I don't know breeze together. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Like I'm just thinking like hey, this is a kind I, of thing that we could do all day is just keep this running. So many people are going to be home for the next four to eight weeks that you can just kind of have like a Google hangout, not a literally a Google hangout, but just this rotating group of people that are just hanging out, chatting throughout the day. 
So that's what I'm going to yeah. try to do. I'm going to open up a, um, they're going to, I'm going to put a channel in the infection chat. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and do that. We'll probably put a, a rank on it. And if you're, you know, yeah. home, so you don't have whatever. random people coming in. Yeah, there exactly. Ring you know, and, to... and we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to keep it like on the technology gaming side of, of conversation. Um, so yeah, I'm going to probably, probably do that. So keep an eye out on our, uh, our discord and uh, I'll be streaming on my personal Twitch, which is uh 360 gaming live. So, well, I'm going to try to go into work Thursday. I think just, just to do it. <laughs> I don't have to, but I'll just go yeah. in one day and then I think I'm going to be working most of the week for however long uh, from home. So that's what I did today. That's what I did yesterday. So I'm fine with that. Yes, sir. Um, so, Hopefully you'll uh, hopefully you'll join us for that. Something I'm thinking about, though. It's not nothing is set in stone with that. All right, um, enough uh, enough showboating here. Oh, by the way, Brian, um, I did yes. I do want a, a little bit more showboating. It's not really showboating. So I was going through some files as I was cleaning up, transferring data between my two computers. Do you mm-hmm. remember when we submitted to Daybreak the idea that we would be on the tip screen? Like you know how they had the yes. loading screen. Well, I found this image, mm-hmm. and this was this. This was our image submission to to to, uh, to daybreak. High quality. Yeah, tip. Listen, listen to Infection Podcast, which you know they it would say like tip. that was our that had been our Halloween episode. It was, and this wasn't that long ago because okay. I lived here, so this is like two years ago. Um, so we had this, and you know that was a fun one, and then of course the infamous. Uh, Doctor Disrespect on the program. Um, oh yes, sucking in Old Spice. Oh, that stuff. Um, I still have that. I've not really <laughs> used it. I can't imagine you have. So, uh, just a couple relics I found as I was, and so many screenshots. I'll tell you what. I obviously I'm an adult. I I, I pretend to be an adult. Um, so I I, I don't I wasn't literally cr- I wasn't crying going through the screenshots. But it was, I was re- not emotional, but it was just like, uh, I guess reminiscing would be, would be the, would be the word to use to see all these screenshots of all these guys that we had played, you know, we played H1Z1 with, they were in our team speak and to see mm-hmm. like, where are, and where, where are these people? Like, we're still here. Where the hell's everybody else? I know. Um, so that was rather, uh, that was rather cool. I have, I, I spent a lot more time than I should have cleaning up because I was going through the pictures and. And looking at our huge groups of guys and miscreated and H1Z1 and even Ark when we first started playing that. So that was that was really cool. Um, yep. So yeah, there's a there you go. Infection Very podcast. Good. Five years of content. <laughs> Not yeah, great content, we've made but stuff. content. Yeah, we've done stuff. We've streamed um, stuff. Here we go. Yeah, hey, I can't complain about that. Um, so speaking of um, obviously a lot of people being home uh, across the world. And this happened, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but Steam has hit a new peak of 20 million concurrent players um, now. Well, concurrent, concurrent logged in users. users. Concurrent logged in users, which if people are working from home, like myself, uh, like do you work on your desktop or do you work on your laptop when you're home? I work on my laptop, but I leave Steam logged in all the time. Gotcha. I mean, right now so, it's logged out just because of the show, but um, yeah. my computer's always on. It's yeah. always logged in. So I've been working on my, I set up my computer here with, a different profile on Windows, so I can have access to all that stuff and easily switch between it. Um, but I would assume that has something to do with the um, the fact that people are home. So, according to Steam DB, 
Um, 20 million active users online on Steam and 6.2 million in game. And this was as of March 15th. Um, so I would. What's the usual in game? I wonder. That's what that's what I'd be curious to hear is like, what's the actual, you know, 6.2 million concurrent players? What is that usual? I I don't know. Um, And now this is only, you know, this is now there'll be more. I assume this number will probably they'll probably break. 21 or maybe 22 when this falls into the full effect across most of the u.s um so interesting well, to see though i'm looking at the graph yeah. so i'm looking at the graph of uh what the concurrent playing is and let's say for instance march 11th at its peak uh it was at 16 point or actually 4.7 a little over 4.7 million concurrent uh players and then what it peaked, what did it say? Six point three million. March fifteenth was a Sunday, um, mm-hmm. so take that for what it's worth. Uh, but I would assume that that number is going to go drastically up over the next couple of weeks. Well, and you can see, let's see, for instance, uh, Sunday, March fifteenth. Yep. That was its that was its peak, uh, and it that was the six point three million. But uh, you know. It was just under 20 million today, you know, yeah. 19.7 million, 5.6 million in concurrent ga- in game. So it's up there. It's definitely, you can see that it, ra- it raised uh, on average, it looks like about uh, 2 million. About 2 That's million right. is what it raised uh, between Friday, March 13th, and today. And it's been it's ever since the uh, Saturday it's kind of stayed up, you know, cause it was three days right around the same point before that. And then it jumped up on Saturday and it stayed right around that point till today. Yeah. And I would imagine that's going to continue to be the case. So, um, one of the, one of the effects obviously is, uh, well, more active players possibly in some games, and at least more people logged online. Um, so int- cool to see yeah. that from steam and, um, Cool to see that those uh, those numbers. Uh, well, and one thing grow. that you've seen a lot of different companies that, and I think Discord has done this. Uh, you know, TeamViewer, all these different places. TeamViewer is not by put the in way, just FYI. Oh wait, they, well, okay, <laughs> they've. Uh, no, I still so get BNC, the pop-ups. <laughs> yeah, the, the, but they've they've changed slightly some of the limits and things like that for a lot of these sharing applications, remote desktop, Zoom, Zoom. things like that. Yeah. Uh, they, they, so that people can work from home and do different things. A lot of them have either like, for instance, my, my ISP, I already pay for this, but they have, uh, not, they've uh, not done the charges for people on having unlimited bandwidth. So for this month, yeah. everyone gets unlimited bandwidth, uh, and they don't have to pay the extra fee. Firebomb rejoices. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, <laughs> who knows, maybe firebomb can actually download the latest updates to the steam library. Load up your hard drives, babe. Just go to the store and start stock. Everybody else is buying food and water. He's stockpiling hard drives because he's got no data cap, and he's going to download every game on the Steam CDN. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that uh, th- that's interesting from uh, from Steam, and um, I would assume Discord's use is also significantly higher than normal throughout the day. Yeah, and they did they did put out a notice saying that they've re- they've upgraded their capacity in anticipation for this. I think it was 20% or something like that. Well, in, you know, in, in, um, 
in the, the the spirit, Brian, of talking about all these things, I think I think we could we could finally make our announcement, which is the Infection Podcast is going to you know be live on Tuesday nights uh, from seven to nine Eastern, and uh, we will have a pre and post show. So we're going to be doing that for the people that are affected by this. Obviously, our hearts go out to everybody, and uh, we'll be yeah. here doing this show. Um, so you know we're doing our every part. Tuesday, every Just every Tuesday to help out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no, you know, we, we there, there's there's no agenda here. Every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on our Twitch channel, uh, and our Mixer and our YouTube. So you know, and Discord we'll have a link in our show notes for uh, people that want to check out the pre and post show. Maybe people, oh yeah, if you're somebody who listens to this uh, on the podcast form, or you watch only the YouTube videos, and you don't get a chance to join us live, uh, our one of our uh, listeners, viewers, Judd has been cutting up the intro and the outros and putting them on, on its own YouTube channel. So if you want to check those out and see what you're missing, uh, you can go ahead and catch those. And we'll have a link in the show notes to that. Yes, sir. Um, I want to talk about some Call of Duty, Brian. Um, yes. Did you have a chance to play Warzone? I played it a little bit, but on the PS4. Okay. Do you want to go first then? Because I've got uh, a long I mean, ramble. Okay, I'll just give you my initial... Yeah, uh, perspective. So I just played like one or two games, and I just, I didn't. Uh, personally, I didn't feel I didn't, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping I would. Personally, I mean, it just didn't give me that kind of like, a, oh, this feels like a really good BR. And so I, I haven't. I've been playing Fortnite instead. <laughs> Oof. Um, <laughs> old man Aldridge. Yeah, I don't even know what I was going to say now. You said you oh, had a long um, rant. Yeah, so so a couple things. A, a couple of the big things with it is in my in my opinion, unlike games like PUBG and Fortnite, well, not Fortnite necessarily, but Apex, this is this is pretty much how it goes down. And and I apologize for the scatterbrain comments here because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to piece this all together. It feels like the most un-BR BR game that I've played. There is not crazy armor that you're trying to get. There's not bigger backpacks mm-hmm. that you're always trying to upgrade. There's not helmets that if you shoot them four times, they don't break kind of thing. That's a PUBG thing. There's three different levels of body armor. There's there's helmets. There's you know, the frying pans and things you can put on your back to deflect bullets. There's really none of that stuff. There's these shields that you pop into the front of your vest. Every person's yeah. got three three slots you don't have to have three you, you spawn with two you can put a third in you get shot they break there's no five there's no six like there's three everybody's got three helmets there are helmets i believe there's one one type of helmet that's it there's not 700 different kinds and face masks that come down and all that so they do i do it, like the variety in weapons though yes. compared to some of the other brs that we've that's seen the key. it's got uh, th- every single a lot multi weapon there's all mm-hmm. of the SMGs. There's all of the um, assault rifles. There's the sniper rifles. There's even things like the rocket launchers and whatnot. There are grenades, um, different kinds of grenades, mollies, the little flare ones that light people on fire. So there's all that stuff. There's also kill streaks and whatnot, which is rather interesting, not something I'm used to. There's in-game bounties. So you'll run up to an area and you will be rewarded um, with XP in one mode. Uh, to complete a bounty, which is most of the time they'll put a marker on your map and say, hey, you've got four minutes to go kill Brian and his team or whatever. So you b- 
beeline it across the map. You go find Brian, you try to kill him, you get the XP. So there's that mode. That's the BR mode of it, the typical Battle Royale. Then there's the other mode, the, this this uh, kind of almost like payday kind of mode um, where yeah. your goal is to collect a million dollars cash in the game. And unlike a BR, oh, excuse me, let's go back to the BR real quick. In, in the BR, you get in a gunfight, you die. You go to the Gulag, which is the bathroom map from 1v, uh, 1v1 or 3v3 gunfight. Um, and you 1v1 somebody else. If you win your 1v1, you get spawned right back in. You parachute back in um, from the plane. Or you're not from the plane. You parachute back in, you, you're you back in the game. You're alive again. If And that's the way, when, that really threw me off because I've never played that before. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm, I'm spawned into some random place yep. looking for this person. And then it, I don't know if I like I went in the wrong place because we didn't kill each other, but it it awarded it to him. So I don't know. I just didn't know what, to do so kind of weird so so there's that it's called the gulag um now if you lose it you're you're dead but you can be rebought it back in for forty five hundred dollars which isn't a astronomical amount you can find that and you can drop money for your teammates which is cool so they they allow you to do that so you're at no point are you ever completely out because you can be bought back in as many times as your team has forty five hundred bucks to to spare so Unlike a PUBG where you're out, um, I know Fortnite just recently added some sort of res system, but for the longest time they didn't have that. Apex was the yeah, first they, one they to have, really they have that. bus like vehicles that you go up to and you 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 got to get their card, you take it to a vehicle, and then it can bring yeah, it back, which into is the game. essentially what Apex did uh, with the battle tag. And so they've got that. So at no point are you ever really out. Which is which is neat. The one v one is awesome because it costs nothing, and mm-hmm. you've got a 50, 50 shot of of winning. So that's super neat. So that's one mode. That's the battle royale mode. The second mode is this cash mode that we were just talking about. This heist kind of mode. The goal is to collect a million dollars cash. You can hold as much cash on you as possible, but if you get killed, you lose half your cash. You respawn in fifteen seconds. There are helicopter pads and whatnot around the map that you call the helicopter in. It's like a FEMA helicopter, like you see uh, when they're dropping like the big things of water or whatnot. And it, and it drops down this duffel bag that you, you know, you hold F on and it loads your, you load your inventory worth of money into it and it flies away. The problem is everybody on the, in the world can see that there's a helicopter coming into this one helicopter pad. So everybody kind of pushes on that and it's, it's just a mad dash. The goal is to, um, get a million dollars person gets a million dollars that team wins that's it and it's and it's constantly respawning you're never dead uh 15 second respawns super fast pace um in, a very interesting take on a game mode when i first when it first was described to me i thought this is super lame i have zero interest in playing this and i actually enjoy that more than the battle royale because there is no waiting period it's every every 15 seconds if you die you're right back in it with either no money or half your money and you've got a gun and you can go kill people so that's super cool now and that i think this could be a fun game for me but i just i think i need to play with friends because i played with random yeah and i have it on pc and i even have the paid for version so i have the what i don't know if it gives you any kind of perks for owning it um oh you played it free to play on the console what was that like did, what was uh, the I mean, process it, like? You just go to the store? 
yeah, just it downloads uh, and then you launch in. And I think it has a place where you can choose between the different types where, hmm. of course, because it's the free to play, you know, it says, oh, well, you, you can purchase it if you go to this other section. Uh, but you just jump right in and, and play. So I played the free to play on the console, but I have it on PC. I, I assume it has cross play. So you should be able to oh, yeah, know, we probably sure. could play each other and try it out. Yeah. But I'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting playing with people because I was playing with randoms um, and yeah, it just really kind of, I think it took a, a lot away from my experience. So I, if I took the time to kind of figure out the mechanics and how it worked, I probably would enjoy it. But it was a lot kind of to take in and, you know, I die, I go to this weird place. I didn't know what's going on. They have all these drops happening of guns and yeah, it's cool. I mean, it just, I, I'll just have to play for a bit to where it's like, okay, I know what this, know what's happening. I know where I'm supposed to go. Uh, but I only played like two or three games, I think. Well, what I find um, frustrating isn't the right word to use. What I am struggling with is that I sometimes just want to play regular COD multiplayer. And I talked about this last week and I was right. Mm -hmm. I was right. I'm totally vindicated. My friends all want to play the BR mode. And not that I yeah. don't like the BR mode, but I love, and when I say I love, I mean I love Call of Duty. I love the fast pace, quick domination, TDM, kill, confirm, capture the flag. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And everybody that's playing COD now is playing Warzone. Not everybody, but like the groups that I play with, everybody wants to play Warzone. And it's, I'm not saying that Warzone's bad. It's one of these things that, is super interesting to see how, what is the community going to flesh out to. It's the new shiny object. I get it. Yeah. Once people get over the fact that it's new, then you'd be like, okay, let's cut, let's kind of like alternate in. We'll do some BRs. We'll do some regulars. Yeah. And mix I it into so. the playlist. And, and, and we have been playing some multiplayer, but I just, it's not that I don't want to play the BR. I don't want to play a BR inside of call of duty, even though I really like the BR it's, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. I just I'm I'm so used to Call of Duty being Call of Duty and now there's this other game mode that or other two game modes that are pretty comparable. The the cash game mode feels just like a regular multiplayer game. Yeah. And I haven't tried anything but that one, you know, the one mode that I did. So the regular battle royale. The three man yeah. teams. Now they are adding solos. I believe they added that today. Um and I think so, they're adding a five man uh, which they need to as well. desperately. Uh, that's a little disappointing that that wasn't there off the bat. Um, there is an article over here, though, on Engadget. This launched last Tuesday. Uh, we were on the air when that launched, and uh, or it launched the day of. They are uh, there's the reporting here that Warzone racked up six million players in 24 hours, which that that be between console, PC, everything. Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. So in 24 hours, they had six million unique players yeah. for this mode again shiny new object i get it but that's a lot of players and yeah. i'm trying to think is they, they do have a battle pass thing i think i'm not sure they yes. uh, what yeah, they're they not do. doing brian is they are not shoving it down your throat which yeah. i appreciate now there's a pop-up every once in a while but just like any other game you just close out of it they they are not shoving battle pass down your throat which i appreciate personally um just because i don't care now i'll probably end up buying it because i enjoy the game but I don't want, every, you know, every single time you die, it's not like, 
battle pass and get your perks yeah. and whatnot. It's like it's, it's like when like I play a, the mobile version because that you know you Jesus have the mobile Christ. Call of Duty which I'll play every yeah, once in a while. It's awful. You have like six between every single game. There's six or seven pop ups you have to click out of <laughs> just to get back to the main screen. It's like, yeah. don't you realize each game you're popping up six or seven of the same thing. You're not rotating one of them in randomly. You're showing me all six of the exact same one that I'm having to X out of every right. single time that I have a what's, match. Okay, what's more frustrating for you? Pop-ups on Call of Duty Mobile or pop-ups on adult video websites? Which one are which which site which is an easier user experience? <laughs> I I I don't look at adult <laughs> websites, so thank oh, you very I'm much. Sure I at a point I, my point is, is that it's probably easier to navigate those websites. And my ad blocker some... would block any of those things anyway, so I don't know well, what you're talking about. Well, you about. wouldn't do that because you would never run ad blocker. Oh, I'm an honest that. person, yeah. yeah. Got to make <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. they get paid, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, come on. We're ad supported here on the program. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? We get revenue from Twitch. Oh, that's not ads. Not for ads. Yeah, no, you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. We don't yeah. get any oh, money I'm, from ads. Oh, don't tell Brian I'm making a... I'm making a how do you think I paid for this new computer with all the infection money? I've been telling you. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I am. They did on my uh, on my personal YouTube that I now can make ad money off of that. Well, when are you gonna upload a video? I don't know. I've been too yeah, busy. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we're busy working from home. No, the old videos that people are still watching. I yeah. we'll see what if I actually make a penny or two. Well, once you start making a penny, or two, I'll stop donating to your stupid Patreon. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um i'll keep you updated <laughs> i appreciate that so yeah. um I, I appreciate that it's not super pushy with that mm-hmm. Th- it's free there's uh, i don't really there's nothing there's there's nothing to complain about i didn't play friday night i yep. know it was game of the week i don't know if anybody played i built my computer for like five and a half hours so i didn't play friday night but i played saturday i've played a couple i've played nights between here and there what i do find is that it's not super frustrating um that likely will change but because of the always being able to get buy back in kind of thing like a like a low stakes poker where you can constantly buy back in your mm-hmm. first of all your risk factor is a whole lot lower so you take a lot more risks because it's not pubg you're not down and out yeah it's not it doesn't mean you're going to sit there and then do all that prep for 35 you know, minutes set up work for 35 minutes just to get to the game yeah yeah, and then to watch your teammates run around like idiots for another fifteen. It's that that doesn't happen. So I I yep. find that at least in the groups that I play with, we're running towards gunfights. We're like, oh, there's this sounds like it's over here. Let's go because that risk is so low, and because the skill difference, because there's not chest plates and whatnot that are tier one versus tier four, and helmets that are tier one versus tier three. All of the gunfights, for the most part, feel... Inc- I don't think I've ever had more balanced gunfights than in this Call of Duty. Because there really isn't yeah. anything that makes it unfair. There's Everybody's got two chess pieces to start, and the world is littered with the third. So everybody's pretty much got the exact same amount of health. And for the most part, everybody's got an assault rifle and or a sniper or something else. So the question is, yeah. who's better at hitting their shots? Me or you? And, that's and I it. think that personally, like the whole Call of Duty and, and a lot of other similar games, CSGO, things like that, that's what it really comes down to. That's the skill. It's not about, oh, I have this, you know, I learned this stupid. Uh, the, the thing that frustrates me about Fortnite is the whole building system, which I understand is unique about it, right? A lot of people use it. But when you're playing on a console, the building mechanic is just not the same as on a mouse. 
uh, you know, mouse and keyboard and, and being able to do macros or whatever you're going to do to, to do all this stuff. It just isn't the same. Um, and so it gets kind of frustrating dealing with that. I just don't, I don't do, I'll do some building, you know, to kind of get places and to maybe block shots, but I'm not sitting there and doing all the crazy mass building every fight. Um, so, but I appreciate more of like what call of duty does. It just comes down to, can I outshoot the person? Can I outplay them? In most cases. Am am I building all of this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, or in PUBG, did I, did I hit the loot lottery and manage to find a level four vest, which is a lot of which I think they've gone skill in finding a good vest. I think that that's where in, in, in PUBG, they really went overboard to where there was such a difference between, oh, I just happened to find this which makes such a drastic difference. It doesn't come down to skill as much. I mean, we'd remember we'd go in there 15, 20 minutes, sometimes looting, and we wouldn't find the top level gear. Then randomly, sometimes you'd go to one place and you'd find almost all of the top gear uh, in a couple of buildings. And it was just, it came down to RNG, less of the actual skill, which I didn't yeah. like as much. No, great. And it was, it was definitely frustrating as, um, you know, as, as a player. So that's call of duty. Uh, would highly recommend that you download it. It is free. Uh, game of the week again, this week will be that it is again, it is free. I'm looking forward to playing it with everybody. And I uh, will be doing that Friday night in our discord. Right and I may try loading it up on the console to see if we can get it to, to see if how the grouping. I'd be interested to see how the grouping system. I've, I updated it today on my PC, but I also have awesome. it on the console. So, I may try loading it up and just say, see what the experience is grouping up and playing between the, cause that's one thing that I really like about what's happened this year and this past year is the fact that you have the ability to play with other people, regardless of what platform they're on. And then, so yeah. I, I would assume that this is pretty seamless as well. Agreed. So there you go. Call of duty. Check it out. And uh, one thing that they did put on notice of uh, is they're looking at doing the 200 player matches. Oh, so cool. they're going to be doing five man, uh, five man groups, uh, and then also having two hundred players in a match. And that's probably the, when it comes down to solo, right? Probably. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure that they, they say. I can tell you, we have four and five player squads. We are ready. We are already playing with, but we want to launch with something we know works really well, and we have tested the to the nines and they play around with these different team sizes. So that's for that. Um, And they said, it says this Warzone makes use of its huge numbers with a unique respawn mechanic. So it's suited well to larger player numbers. Uh, Of course, 200 players will make it even harder to win. Uh, So, you know, they're they're just trying to balance it out, but they will be be doing the the 200. Yeah. With the five man group, there'll probably be 200 people in the game. Which makes a lot more yeah. sense because the team size. So is they can get more done. groups in. Yeah. Yep. You're going from three to five. That's a that's a significant difference. Uh, you're you're yeah, you don't you don't want to cut down the number of groups coming in. Yeah. You want to keep. Yeah. You have. The, yeah. You have, I don't even know up. how many players are there now. Is it a hundred or is it like six? It's 150. Oh, it's 150 now. Okay, I didn't even. I do 150 player matches right now. Gotcha. Interesting. So they're going to be adding 50 more. Uh, you know, so that would be if you're that'd be what 10 five mans. So, I mean, that's a pretty big, that's pretty impressive. So, and I, I assume that they didn't do out of the gate because they, the performance probably isn't tuned yet. I mean, a new game and doing all this, it's kind of scary to sit there and do your max capacity day one. Uh, it's better if they figured out the bugs on something that gives them a little bit of leeway for performance and then up it as soon as they see that it's stable. 
Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. I bet so. Um, all right. So are you ready to talk about another game here really quick? Yeah, sure. There's, and this, this is a video, but New World. So uh, Smedley, you know, the, the project that he's been working on over at Amazon, oh, yeah. at least one of them. Uh, they did a dev- developer diary for uh, for their new New World game that's going to be released here pretty soon. Uh, it's discussing combat, combat weapons. There's not been a huge amount of information about. We saw something a month or two, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. that was showing some of the what to expect, you know, as far as the worlds and some of the mechanics. But you haven't seen a lot of the little details about the weapons and the things of how it's actually going to work. The play test that they did really didn't show much of the game i think it was purely them testing uh their servers and being the multiplayer of it uh didn't really include any of the mechanics other than basic building and crafting so uh this hopefully gives people a little bit more information to see whether or not this is something that they'll be interested in because it should be coming out i think a little bit later this year oh yeah all right let's take a look at uh this new world's video is an MMO, but unlike MMOs, our combat system is 100% real-time action combat. The way you move, the way you position yourself, the way you dodge and lunge, all matters. It's more like an action RPG than a traditional MMO. It's not just gear and stats and things that are going to decide who wins a fight. Positioning and tactics and reaction times and knowing what the different moves an enemy is capable of really affect how successful you're going to be. You have to move around in space and you have to set up your attacks, how you're dodging. It makes it very dynamic and visceral. 100% real-time combat. Weapon Mastery has added a ton of depth and strategy to our combat system. In New World, the Weapon Mastery system allows a player to grow more proficient in the types of gameplay that they enjoy and they they do the most. So each type of weapon has a different skill tree. As you continue to use that weapon, you'll develop more proficiency and you'll be able to unlock new abilities and bonuses on the skill tree. You can either focus on a specific type of weapon or you can spread out and try all different types. Whatever gear you're wearing, you can have different gear that makes you play different. So if you wanted to be a frontline tank type of player, you could get heavy armor with a shield. If you wanted to be more of a backline shooter, you want something lighter that can allow you to be a little more flexible with a gun or a bow. Like if you want to go in with rifles a-blazing, or you want a bow and arrow, or you want to just sword and board, you can actually equip those. So as you grow as a player, you can have different loadouts at the ready. So whatever the situation calls for, you have all these different types of ways that you can deal with the situation and your play style. A lot of MMOs, you will choose a class, and that will determine the way that you progress. New World's doing a little bit differently, where you pick up a weapon and start fighting with it. And as you fight with it, 
you begin to earn progression points for that weapon. As players use weapons, they now gain experience with those weapons. That experience gives you points that then you can invest to specialize amongst the different trees. So your great axe, which is a giant two-handed axe, will have a skill tree. We want these weapons to feel so different depending on the choice you make that it almost feels like a class choice. With the hatchet, for example, you can focus on throwing or on melee damage. With the sword and shield, you can either focus on offensive damage or more defensive buffs. With all these different combinations, there's just an enormous amount of variety that the player can achieve. So magic plays a huge role in New World, and what's special about it in New World is that anyone can do magic. How effective you are at magic will be determined by how much attribute points you spend. If you put a lot of intelligence in and focus, your magic will be much stronger than other people. If you spend enough time with the combat system, you can eventually get good at all of the weapons in the game, and you can change your loadout on the fly based on what you want, what your party needs at the time, what the encounter calls for. Endless customization for the user. One of the most fun things to do in New World is PvP, meaning player versus player. It doesn't stop with just one-on-one, -on -one. it can be groups in battle, it can be armies in battle. There's a lot of different ways to experience PvP in New World. The two biggest are faction PvP, which after you join a faction, you can then flag. So you go to Sanctuary, you turn on your PvP flag, and then you can battle the other two factions in PvP once you're flagged. Now you can only damage other people that are flagged, so it is an opt-in PvP system. It's a system that really rewards skill. It's a system in which a level 50 player can be a level 60 player, and that's super cool to me. Players can also sign up to participate in territory wars, even without being open-world PvP flagged. So wars can be conducted between different companies when you're trying to take over a territory, and in war it's battles of 50 on 50 and attacking side and defending side. It's really the pinnacle moment of PvP in the game. All right, Brian. Um, I'd consider you somewhat of an MMO expert based on your... Uh previous service to the uh to the country of war community yes <laughs> um azeroth yes yeah, loser <laughs> does, <laughs> does um does anything about this um any anything about this give you a fizz or anything like that is anything about this like oh i'm super interested in mmo again um what, okay what, what uh, here, so i'll break it down a little bit on what i heard uh yes, first of all they have they were talking about not pretty much not having a skill tree for the player itself, uh, which, which is what? pretty much stating that there's not a class system. Okay. You don't create a character and say, I am a mage. I'm a hunter. I'm a warrior. Uh, it, it sounds like what they're doing is you're a base character. You're a character in the world uh, that then starts just doing things. You pick up a weapon. That weapon, as they said, has a skill tree. Sounds like you're then picking two variations. So, for that we weapon, you're customizing it one of two ways. They they as they mentioned the throwing axe versus you know a regular axe. So you can take that weapon, specialize it to be a ranged weapon or a close proximity melee weapon. Uh, they'll probably do that something similar with all the different variation weapon variation types. You know, have 
even if it's some sort of a magic one, maybe it'll be a frost versus a fire, you know, who knows, whatever, or a melee um, staff versus a ranged uh, magic staff. Uh, and so that'll, that'll really kind of allow you to then do the equivalence of a class system. You'll have to put a decent, it sounds like you'll have to put in a decent number of hours for that weapon to be able to get it proficient to where you have the ability to use all of the special mechanics of the weapon. Um, also that it's really rewarding you for playing time. Um, so it seems like, yeah, because you will go in and pick up various weapons, be able to, uh, make predefined, it sounds like, uh, groupings of outfits, you know, like a closet in a way. And then, uh, you can put on your, uh, your tanking outfit, which has, you know, weapons and, and pieces of, of clothing that you've, put together and grinded the experience in to make it to where you're, you're a suitable tank. Um, so this is different uh, than most uh, that I've seen. You know, WoW doesn't do it this way. Uh, doesn't, you know, you grind for gear, but you don't level up your gear. You may in your levels, um, you're specializing your character. You know, you're setting what the specialties of your character are in WoW. Uh, but this one, it sounds like you just have a character that as you play, you're making the gear. And that's where there's uh, one thing, you know, I saw some people in chat kind of mentioning the whole PVP system and how they don't like that. I think if they, if they reward PVP enough, like for instance, uh, you get something special for doing PVP, uh, that you'll have people opt in, opt into PP, PVP and it'll become a core mechanic of the game. So I don't think it's bad that. Uh, the whole opt-in system, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but they need to reward it to where people are constantly PVPing. That it's pretty much like, you know, you jumping into war zones, or, you know, into battle battle uh, battlegrounds on WoW, and and doing those to grind PVP points so that you can get, you know, WoW you'd grind PVP points to maybe get a special set of gear or whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, I think if they reward it well enough, that system could work very well, uh, and. I, but it also makes it to where the people that are PVE players that don't want to PVP, they just want to go through the content, you know, work on their character, uh, allows them to still go through the world and not be harassed by players when they don't want to be. So if yeah. this is all different, it's tough when they bring in new different mechanics that haven't been truly tested before. You know, could, some things could take, some things could flop, but I think they've, I think they're really thinking through the mechanics and it could be very interesting to play. I've, Personally, because I opted in to get this early enough, like I signed up for their trial because they said originally this was going to be free and yeah. it's not free anymore. So they're, they've, they've, they're giving me um, a copy of the game. So as soon as it comes out, I'll be able to play it and we'll see, see how it is. Um, did you get a little bit of a Rend vibe from it? Um, Rens seem to have some pretty similar systems in regards. To, I remember Ren's PvP was very much like that, where you wasn't necessarily a flag, but it was very specific based on who yeah. you were, who you were with, and what area of the game you were in as to where. I PvP mean, it, was it sounds like this is going to be a, a kind of like a PvP zone that you go into. Um, you know, there are WoW even had this for certain servers. You could go to an area that had PvP, and then other areas of the server were not PvP. Yeah, uh, but this, th th I'm sure if they they release this and you know it doesn't work, they'll adjust it. You know, I mean, this is this is a new mechanic. 
if people it may be better they find later just to have zones that when you enter them, they're PVP and it's not a flag system, you know, where you're flagging yourself for uh, PVP. WoW has this as well, where you, even on a PVE server, you can flag yourself for PVP and go PVP people. If someone attacks you on a PVE server and you're PVP, you then have the ability to uh, fight them. So it's kind of a mix of a couple different uh, MMO type games is what I'm seeing. Gotcha. Well, um, something to keep an eye out for. Obviously, big, big, big money behind it. You're, you're yeah, Amazon. I mean, it's Amazon. I'm assuming they're going going big. I, I would. There's no, the only reason they wouldn't go big is if it was their their own doing. I mean, there's no. There's not. There's no other limitation in front of these guys besides making a game. And, I think it's going to be one thing that really interests me is I think this is going to be a really big world. Yeah. So I would assume why I mean, not. I bet, because, I mean, they've got a huge server system ability to really do this right. Um, I would think that they're going to turn around and just make a gigantic world, Dingo kind of showing boom, off uh, their abilities with, you know, the whole clou- um, cloud hosting and, and try to get people on their platform. I mean, this is really uh, showing off of their whole uh, engine and the platform that they're building. I mean, why wouldn't you make the biggest thing you possibly could to say, hey, come build on our platform. Look what you can do. Yeah. Um, so I want to thank our friend Big Woody Sauce for hitting us up with the 17 month uh, resubscription here. And uh, his comment is I've been preparing for this quarantine my entire life and I'm loving it. Well, thank you, Ross. I, I mean, this guy didn't go to work anyway. He worked from home all the time anyway. So this is a this is a dream for him. Uh. <laughs> and Falcon points out with this um, with the mechanics of this, you know, they could maintain that by maintaining making skills diminish over time if you don't use them. I mean, it could make it a little more fluid, you know, to where you don't just get super powerful characters that just because they've been playing for so long, but have it to where if you don't use a skill, you lose it over time or you become less proficient in it. I think that, you know, it'd be interesting to see how they do things like that. Yeah. Well, something to keep an eye out for. And as you said, they've been relatively silent for the past couple months. And, um, that. I think that's better for them. I mean, it's. I think that's a smarter move is to not constantly try to be in everybody's face because then people are like, "Well, why aren't you? Why, why isn't it released yet?" Like, just keep putting little information out there. People don't seem to be getting impatient. They're not saying like, "Why isn't this out?" And I think I would assume that Smedley learned a little bit, eh, just a little bit in his experience at Daybreak that opening yeah. the uh, opening the 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 book to the entire world when you're developing a game is not doesn't the best always approach. work out the best yeah yeah um so that's uh that's new worlds now yep. speaking of games that we don't really hear from all that often brian uh dead matter released a new devlog video and i know this is probably the would you say this is the most anticipated survival game right now um i would say it's got to be. I don't know if it's. I mean, it's one of them. At least I don't. One of I them. can't think of another one that's like to this level that's going to have these. Yeah. That isn't super super early access. This has got to be. Yeah. It. Then um, I would say yeah, it's probably the one that's coming out. Maybe you know, so, so hopefully this year. Yeah. So uh, here we go. A little bit long on the video side, but they're always packed full of content. This is the new Dead Matter Dev Blog. Uh, it's a summary video. So we'll watch that and we'll discuss right after this. Thank <laughs> you. 
Hey guys, welcome back. The Dead Matter team have graced us with another blog update, so it's time for my usual audio summary for those that prefer to digest through listening rather than reading. Before I get started, I've got some huge news which I'm very excited to share with all of you. From here on, my videos will be directly embedded into the updates written by Regicidal Nut and will be your official source on the day these blogs go out to you guys. My videos will be ready to go before each blog post is actually posted. A huge thank you to the Dead Matter team for making this opportunity possible and, of course, for all of you guys for watching my content. You're fantastic and I can't thank you enough for the support so far. With that out of the way, let's look at what the team have given us this time around. A quick reminder that all of this content is a work in progress and is subject to change as development progresses. Reggie opens this update by mentioning that the team have been reading through feedback with regards to the gameplay shown in Vlog 10, and that they're looking forward to showing off more as the development continues. A lot of changes have already been made based on the feedback from the community. After this, we dive right in with a look at Space Timebender's work in map design, focusing mainly on the Canmore area and surrounding neighbourhoods. The images you're seeing on screen are known as the first phase of detail, which is a representation of how these areas looked before the outbreak. The second phase of detail will be to add another layer to this design, which shows the panic and the destruction that followed the outbreak. Nahito has been working on some burned versions of emergency vehicles, which we'll see scattered throughout the map as a design implementation. Things like this will help to emphasize the devastating effect of the outbreak itself. Nihito has also been working on working liveries for them such as logos and light bars for emergency vehicles, as well as improving the various lighting effects that will come with that. Alongside these burned out variants of vehicles and their working liveries comes some crashed and wrecked versions, which we'll also find throughout the map. This is going to give us a little bit of variety and I hope to see these in some very interesting situations. On top of all this, Nahito has also added some props for the game, which will provide us with potentially valuable loot spawns as well. Now, this part I'm very excited for and you'll soon see why. Stefan is next up, who has been working on a backer weapon, the M700. This backer weapon was purchased by myself and Finest XI, a very close friend and fellow content creator, with the help of our amazing Twitch communities. I'd like to take the time to thank each and every member of both communities that helped make this possible. Our specially designed skin will be shown at a later date, and you can bet your ass that I'll be making my own video on this once it's finished too. Next up, we get a look at the latest work of Shiny Haxorus, who has been busy working on the VZ-58, which is a Czech-made rifle popular amongst collectors in Canada. I'm going to give you guys a look at the footage of this weapon contained in the blog, and I'll continue with the rest of the updates right after. Enjoy! So now we're going to look at some... Uh... <clears throat> Some different weapons and the attachments on them, and you can see all that stuff later. Seems to have relatively realistic effects here, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, a lot of this too, I mean, I'm looking at the mechanics of the weapon, you know, just they're really working in the animations. They've done a really good job of making it to where it's very precise. Like a lot of times in games when they're doing testing, things don't quite look like they're actually clicking in, you know, it just kind of slides into place. They've done a really good job with the animation to get into the detail. I mean, even you're seeing the ejections of the shells, uh, like that, they did. It looks really very good. Yeah, it does. Can uh, so. It's it kind of reminds me a little bit of Tarkov. I'm not saying it is literally Tarkov, but it reminds me a little bit. Um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, of Tarkov in that nature. Yeah, it looks like they go to decent variety of weapons too, as far as what you're seeing on the ground. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and fast oh. forward through a little bit of that there, and um, we'll take a look uh, at the rest of the dev vlog uh, right now. Following on from this, we take a look at Nomad's recent work. Nomad has been finalizing the electrical system in the mine and making it much more flexible so parts can be unplugged from the main box. This will require players to find and plug in those units to restore power. The giant fan Nomad has been working on will now also kill players, if you're curious enough to see how sharp those blades are. Now this next bit is really interesting and I can't wait to see the finished result. Gunschlinger, my third favourite German, has been putting in work with a new lockpicking system. This is a quick reminder that anything shown here is a work in progress and is of course subject to change as time goes on. Good audio and visual feedback is hugely important to this system and is Gunschlinger's main focus currently. Here's some more footage for you to enjoy on that note. Definitely a fallout feel for the mechanic. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about a mechanic like this in a survival game that's not single player. Yeah, but it's a limited number of players. Uh, you know, it's they don't, sure. it's not a massively multiplayer. You know, it's what eight people on a map. Rizzler has been There's a limited with number. A wide variety of props and furnishings that will be used to flesh out the environments we're exploring. Rizzler made his own statement for this video, which I'm going to read to you. I'm also going to leave a timestamp in the description if you'd like to skip over this, as it does get a little bit technical. You can find the images that Rizzler is referring to in the blog post itself, which I will also leave a link to in the description of this video. All right, and on that note, we'll probably just, we'll bow out of that at that point, just due to the uh, showing pictures and whatnot for our audio listeners. Very cool to see, Brian, another studio yeah. similar to uh, what Facepunch is doing with Rust, taking a content creator uh, who makes the content anyway for for the videos. This guy, Mr. Atomic Duck, has been making like all of he, he always does this. Now they are going to give him early access to the game. I assume they're paying him something. I'd hope. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they are. So he is now going to make a little extra cash. And by the way, if he's not making cash on the videos, now that his videos are going to be embedded on their blog posts, getting AdSense, this is a win-win for everybody. Um, because yeah. we struggle with that. You know, we, Brian, Brian, I don't want to sit here and read for nine minutes. It's boring. But if somebody puts it in a video and puts everything all together and has early access to the game, 
it makes it a whole lot easier. So he's essentially doing shadow fracks for dead matter, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, so as those updates come out, we'll uh, show them here on the program. And as they continue to embed those, um, we'll, we'll show that. And that one thing PH is pointing out, like that's one thing I'm, I'm curious of, because I know that they've gone back and forth on the number of players. And then recently they changed the number, like how the maps even work and you have to load into various maps. That's one thing I'm curious of is how, what is the player cap going to be? How many people are going to be in one area? Because there was, there's, it's been back and forth and I'm not sure what it, what it's ended up on or if they've even fully decided the number of players that there's going to be because I, you know, originally there was, it was going to be like an eight man group. And then now they have the zoning system to where maybe they'll have more, but you'll have a limited number per zone. And that's, I'm really curious to see where that actually ends up being. Yeah. I don't think they know. And that's why we don't know people are like, Oh, show us, show us, this, show us, this, show us that. I don't think they know. No. I, well, I'm assuming that they're going to do play testing and figure out, well, how many can we handle before? Cause they've got so much detail. What most people don't realize is when you put in a ton of variation, uh, that creates a lot of overhead for what's called replication. Replication in multiplayer uh, games is all the details that need to be sent to um, all the other players. You know, this is something that we we discussed. Or really came where we started discussing on the show with is with miscreated when we saw that you know they did uh, replication incorrectly or the engine did. Uh, and it really just hammered the servers and caused everything to slow down. Well, here they've shown having it to where um, I think there's fires in the grass or the at the grass parts and there's tons of zombies. There's all these things that uh, variables like you saw with the electrical system and doors being opened and all these little things happening. All that has to be sent and updated to all the players on the map um, for anyone that it's relevant to. So if you don't have that, well um if you don't have it optimized then you run into an issue to where like miscreated ran into uh you're just hammering your servers and people with maybe slower internet connections or not you know with that are lagged will run into weird results so um yeah this is something that'll be interesting to see uh what they end up kind of settling on as far as as far as their player counts um so uh, PH is pulling out a quote here. He says, even for the closed alpha, the cap will be around 36 people. So, so we'll see if that's something that they stick with, if they're pushing for more than that. But I'm still trying to figure out what the game is actually going to be. <laughs> because they, yeah, uh, I need it seems like yeah, every I update, no it kind of changes. Yeah, I agree. It, you know, it used to be this was like a kind of a co-op game to where it's you versus the environment. That's what they originally pitched it as. And But then, you know, personally i like the idea more of it being you versus a large group or a large you know large world uh i just don't know 100 percent what it's going to be anymore because it seems like it's been adapting and changing over the past year yeah i don't think there's really enough to make a conclusion yet and when that um that when that's the case uh things can become incredibly dangerous in terms of yeah. what we talked about on the program over the last couple weeks which is, um, oh, for example, we we read the note about Z1 uh, survive uh, Z1 EX last week about the expectation, which we're not we're not going to rehash again. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't really have an opinion on that matter. I hope it, it looks like the most 
it looks like a lot of the great features from miscreated and Fallout and all that kind of pushed into one multiplayer game, which I don't think we've seen yet. But I think we're yeah. way too far away from anything coming out to, you know, so, something that masses are going to play for for some period of time. Well, with the, the the amount of detail, one thing that kind of makes me just unsure is I see all the detail and I understand the ramifications that all these details that they keep putting in and all these features have on the system that I, th- I think that they're going to, con- as they get closer to player tests and really seeing what's the impact is, I think that's going to start affecting what the actual end result is very much. Now, uh, right now in play tests with limited numbers of people and, you know, when you can set the ideal parameters, it's easy to test and say, oh yeah, we can get 60 people on here, but then do that in a real world situation. And I, I'd be curious to see what the performance kind of mellows, settles down to. Agreed. And they may, they may totally rework it at the very end and say, Oh, well, you know, this is 50 player max. You know, they may change it based on uh, the results. Yes, sir. We'll, uh, so we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, last Oasis. We yes. have an official video, Brian, with a release date, which is probably a lot sooner than you think. March 26th, um, so right right around the corner, which is yeah. kind of unexpected just because of the fact that they've delayed a couple times now. Um, and we do have a big game coming out next week, Doom Eternal, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think will necessarily take away from this because Doom Eternal is a single player. There is a multiplayer, but it's a single player game. And once you beat the story, you'll you'll be done. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure what effect this will have. I'll tell you what, I would not want to be releasing a video game right now with everything going on. Yes, people are home, but this is not the time that I think people are going to want to spend 20, 30, 40, 50 There's a, well, okay. a video game. I mean, just not to get deep into Corona, but right now people are feeling a sense of uncertainty. Correct. Uncertainty does not cause people to spend money that they consider uh, extra money. Yeah, they don't spend frivolously. People are spending, a be- just to break down the mentality of, of the human mindset, I mean, just look at what's happened with toilet paper in the past week. You have people that, when they feel like there's a loss of control, people, and this is what hoarding behavior, if you go look, at, if you go down into the mentality of hoarding behaviors, you know, not just due to something like this, but due to loss and uh, anytime a person feels like they have lost control, they tend the, the human mentality will tend to hoard. Well, you take that uh, in the mentality of are people going to go and turn around and spend money on a video game? Uh, well, that's not the type of thing that they will feel security in. They're not going to feel security in having. They'll feel security in having a bunch more food than they need, having some sort of material they use and they feel like is a necessity. Um, but they are not going to go turn around and spend generally spend money on something that is considered frivolous. 
and video games right now until people feel secure in the fact that they're going to have a job. Because right now, there's some of us that work in fields that people can work from home on. Well, My, and we're busier. I can, I'm busier than ever at work. Yeah. And so you're, you're probably supporting a lot of people that are trying to figure out, hey, we're doing remote work yep. now. We're doing Busy all these things. Ever. We need to get all this working. Uh, for me, our company's set up in a way to where people can work remotely whenever they really feel like it anyways. Uh, so we were already there. It was just stay home. Um, but there's a lot of people that have jobs that actually require you to show up. <laughs> They're jobs where you're actually doing something with your hands or you're, you're doing something Waiter, that requires waitress, you to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anyone working in uh, hospitality or working in something, I mean, there's just a ton of people that feel like they don't know what a month from now is going to be for them. That is not what is going to encourage people to spend money. So I just, yeah. I think that that, that, that's not, you know, people could say, oh, well, they're going to, they may spend a certain amount on a game that they know has a track record. They, you know, they may spend money on something that they're confident in, but they're not going to be spending on an uncertainty like we've seen in the past. So fortunately for last Oasis, I assume how much is the game going to be? Um, a couple, probably 25 or 30 bucks, 30, but um, probably 30 ish bucks. I would assume. Let me see. Let me see if they've got a price on steam. So for last Oasis, they've got that going for them. Um, but, uh, our friend Ross, of course, big, big, what he saw is bringing up doom in three days, which, which we just mm-hmm. talked about. Doom is going to be a $60 title. And yeah. he says probably huge sales numbers. There will be huge sales numbers, but I guarantee you they're going to be a whole hell of a lot less than where this whole situation not going on with people and some uncertainties on unemployment and, you know, the economy as a whole. So last yeah. away, last Oasis might be able to get away with it. Um, but for doom, you're six dollars a lot of money. I mean, yeah. $60 at a grocery store, buy a lot of food. I mean, like, you know, just, I mean, just saying so if I'm, you can not, get it no that's not the point i'm making you know I, again i'm not talking about this specific situation but people are i was i would assume and i'm gonna make sure to do the same thing even though my job is not really a threat it could be i have no idea i'm going to as i just spent two thousand dollars on a computer um i'm gonna absolutely not like i plan on getting doom i'm probably not going to right away yeah just because it's a security thing not that i don't have sixty dollars it's, I feel more comfortable having, I feel much more comfortable keeping that $60 where I could liquidate it. Yeah. That's all. Well, so, and I, I think that this is going to be where people are willing to spend money on those ones that have a track record. And that's what I mean. True. Like Doom, they feel like Doom has a track record. Call of Duty, if they're going to spend money on a Call of Duty or whatever it is, they know that that is going to be what they consider an investment in a video game. This where people have no clue really how the game is even going to work. I think you'll see people much less likely to spend money on one of these uh, kind of unknown companies, unknown titles with mechanics that are iffy. So, yeah. Um, So that's last Oasis that's coming out here on the 26th, no price officially on steam, but you can go ahead and add it to your wish list. Maybe Brian, you are looking for something to do. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, Seven Days to Die is on sale. They are on sale till the 23rd. Perfect time for a sale for a game like this. And you want to talk about something you can sink your entire life into. Uh, seven yeah. Days is that game. 
Big sale, 66% off. You can pick up this game for $8.50 or a two-pack for $14, which is a a bargain if you're you're looking for that. So that is... um, that's seven days to die. So they've got that, but then they've also got some new, uh, a new, a couple new things that they're working on here, uh, including a remake of one of the zombies here. Um, and you can see what, what she looks like now. This is uh, Arlene, by the way, Arlene. And, um, she, I mean, she just, she kind of looks on par with some of the other characters in the game. Some of their newer ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have so that, some, if you look at some of them, they're, you can tell what's their original models that are fairly low res, but they have some of the newer ones that they've actually gone through like this and, and made it a little bit higher poly. Now, it says low poly test, uh, just so people understand what why it says low poly, is you, you'll make it, make it high. My, uh, the term I always use, make it high, and then you bake it low. So yeah. what you're doing is you're you're making it a super high qual- high quality resolution with a tons of detail that you then uh, use some various tricks with um, you know with 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 some of the various types of image files that you attach to these to give it depth to give it certain color uh, and then you can make it look like this while having it actually be a much lower resolution lower poly image but it looks like it has a ton of detail so that that's what they're showing you now. And that's uh that's the new one of the new zombies. Um, oh, it's not a new zombie. It's the, they're reworking the zombie. It's the current Re, yeah girl. remake of uh, yeah yeah. I, she's the one. I, she's like the tip. I think she might be the only female zombie in the game. Um, no, no, no. There's um. Remember, there's the stripper zombie. They've got yeah. She's uh, the main female that, zombie though. Yeah, she's the they've, she's they've the woman the, zombie that you always see. She's everywhere. Yeah. yeah, there is the stripper zombie, of course. Can't forget that. And they've got yeah, they get the stripper zombie. They've got the uh, cheerleader zombie. They've got, they've got I mean, the, they've got the a big few fat in there. zombie. The big yeah, the big lady. Yeah. So, so there you go. Cool stuff from Seven Days to Die. If you're looking for something to do, if you don't own you what, it, I mean, the, you need to get a while. So this is this is a game that's an excellent game. Um, I would definitely make sure to pick it up because it's a game that you will play in the future. We'll be doing it for a game of the week. I'm sure pretty soon. Yes, sir. Um, do we have a game giveaway, Mr. Brian? Um, yes, but let me, uh, I'll get it set up here okay. really quick. I don't have uh, it. So while Brian's doing well. that, let's, um, let's quickly talk about uh, Zira, Zira Survival. Uh, we've got a new dev vlog here, uh, development blog, and this is some of the things that they're working on. There's a little video I'm going to play in the background while we talk about some of the things in here. Um, they're working on a new map. Which is cool. And by the way, the frame rate on this video is a little wacky, so um, be be aware of that. The uh, they're saying here um, that with the new map, it's going to be at least eight kilometers, uh, which is going to be double their current size map. So, uh, which is not actually double; it's actually four times because it's two more kilometers in every single direction. So, uh, it's going to be essentially four times as big as the current one, which yeah is is great. It really in my opinion, matters how you populate the world. But nevertheless, new world coming out. Um, it's going to have a couple of things. There'll be some ATVs in there, which will make it to go, make you be able to travel across the world a little bit easier. There'll be three seats available on that, so you can have that. The new map's also going to have, Brian, base building, which is kind of the steeple of survival gaming, having some sort of base building system. Zero previously did not have that at all. Um, and they say this has always been their intention, but the map is going to 
have that base building feature in mind as this is a goal for them um, with some of their prefab systems that they're working on. So you've got that. And then they're taking an approach that I think is the one of the best things, and I think I've mentioned this about other games before, one of the best things that you can do in a survival game is add other game modes to it. Not a battle royale necessarily, but add something where people can take a break from the survival aspect, but still launch your game. Because if you launch the game, the likelihood that you'll actually play it for more than five minutes is a whole lot you know, larger than you not launching it at all. So what they've yeah. added here is, or what they're going to be adding Bingo, here, boom, is shaka, what, what you're seeing in the background. It's called Arms Race, um, which essentially is a death match. And you'll just go through and shoot at each other, and it's just gonna it's just gonna be an, an open world, um, well not really open world, but just a just a, a player versus player death match, which is which is super neat. Um, cool. Outside of that, they've also been working on a few things uh, on the interface side. We've got some pictures here of a of the new HUD that they are working on. Uh, you can see some of the things in that, and how you are going to be picking up items. You can see that on that screenshot. You can also see what it's like to interact with the players. You can see your squad in the upper left-hand corner. And then the inventory system, which has not always been the purtiest thing in the world to look at. There's, they've done a lot of work on that, and that seems to, uh, seems to be a lot more polished and neat-looking now. Uh, you can see the marketplace, which is uh, something that you can buy and sell things from the vendor, which you find in those safe areas across the map. And uh, then finally, your global stash. This game does have a lot of the Tarkov elements that I didn't really realize until I played Tarkov, but it does have a lot of those elements. So that's uh, those are a couple of things that they're working on there, as well as crafting and loot spawn tables. They're working on figuring all that stuff out and refining those numbers. In-game events, which is a big thing, working on doing some things for that. And then um, new weapon types. They're going to start Season 2 with the next patch. And they're going to continue to evaluate what the season system looks like. And then they are going to be, uh, they don't have an exact date on when those things are going to be available on the experimental servers. But they are going to be up on experimental before um, they put that stuff live. So they are making a serious push here to go from previously what it was. There was the only, it was pretty much just a big PVP. There was no base building. Mm -hmm. There was looting. But because there was no bases and the stash system was kind of limited, there was really it didn't feel like there was any reason to be pulling in all the loot. Um, yeah. But with bases, that all changes. So that's that's a very good sign. Um, and PH yeah. is asking, are there zombies? They don't have zombies. They've got those robot mech things that are kind of like zombies um, that that go around the world. So they do have an NPC. Uh, AI that is is for all intents and purposes a zombie, and I think that doing something like what they're doing right now, uh, you try different things, see what works. I mean, it's very difficult to set yourself apart, uh, especially right now. We've talked about in the last year, two years, about just the mass amounts ever since the economy started to recover. How P- how AAA studios are just pumping out games like crazy, um, and so I think it's going to be interesting to just kind of see. See how it goes, you know, see, see uh, if he can find the right mechanics and the right kind of things to keep people interested, just like Russ did. I mean, that's the reason Russ was so successful is because they figured out what people enjoyed and they 
have tailored it to that ever since. And I think that's what uh, Josh really needs to do with this is figure out what what what's going to make people interested in playing every day that's going to make it feel different than other similar games, you know, the g- games that are currently similar to it um, that have much bigger budgets. I mean, it's hard to compete with the AAA studio. Yeah, and we've talked with Joshua a lot. He's the um, lead behind this game. And they've got, I mean, you talk about an incredible uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these small studios got it. Last Oasis has got it. Dead Matter has got it. All of these games are in a very similar bucket in terms of resources that are available. And they're, you, I mean, you want to talk about being a drop in the ocean. There are so many video games to play. Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 you're a teardrop in the ocean in terms of your uniqueness. So yep. I, re- I tell you what, Brian, I really, really, really like the idea of the deathmatch. I think yep. that is a great element that can give you, break you out from the monotony, and I don't see many other games doing that. There's no, I'm not, I don't want some bullshit mini game, right? That that is that keeps that that attempts to keep me stimulated. This is going to be a full, just a full deathmatch system, which is perfect. Yeah. There is nothing better than, I mean, you go all the way back to, um, go all the way back to Unreal Tournament and Quake. I mean, this is deathmatch. Death. It's as old as video games are. Deathmatch. It works so well. Do you know of another survival game that's got a secondary deathmatch mode? I can't think of one. Mm-hmm. Um, no. How I much can't time does it, it take yeah. to make a deathmatch? It doesn't. You build a little. I mean, arena. he's got. Well, the thing he's got all the mechanics there, and it's just yeah. creating up the kind of the rule set that follows around it. And I think that's a, a good idea. Like wh- all the things that you've already built, figure out what you can do that makes it work well. You know, yeah. make as much as you can out of, out of the work you've already done. And I think that's what he's doing, you know, and figure out what people like. And then if people, if that's what you find people are playing your game to do, then keep on working Bingo, on that boom, and shagalaga. see what your game turns into. Yes, sir. Uh, we want to thank our friend, Oh, it's Judd for hitting us up with the 18 month resubscription here on Twitch. This, this is the man behind the infection podcast extras channel uh on youtube so uh we'll give thanks to him for uh making sure everything that we say on the post show is available for more than seven days on twitch vod so, so thank you shuttle we appreciate that and um and all you do to support the uh support the program here so that's, um, so, uh, that's so I, I did i did announce the game giveaway so um, i'm giving away a copy of dirt rally 2.0 this is a game that currently is it, so it's on sale right now. Normally it's oh. sixty dollars. Actually, it's forty dollars. But this one, I don't know which edition it is. It's pretty much the game plus three DLCs oh, are cool. added onto it, um, and so it's between forty and sixty dollars, whatever that is. Uh, but this is going to be the Dirt Rally two and then it comes with three of the content things that are in the list down below. Uh, so this, if you're interested in this, even to car games, make sure to do exclamation point giveaway in chat, and then we'll give this away before the end of the show. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that, so, Brian. And go ahead. I was going to say, um, there was so, uh, a notice from Epic, you know, of course we've got to bring up Epic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but tell you but what, they, times are tough and we've got to get, we've got to pull in yeah, as much of that to make our money as possible. Absolutely. Now they have, uh, they have announced that they've acquired another company. Now, I, okay. I want to go back into the past. Uh, the last time we talked about them acquiring a company, and do you remember what I said that they were probably going to acquire next? Brian, I believe you said something like, 
oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. I love Epic. They're just so that. fantastic. <laughs> oh, I hope they acquire the podcast. Is that something? Is that similar? No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's what I said. <laughs> okay. But I did say that all of the moves that they've made up to this point, the next thing that I thought they were going to do is start acquiring things for creating characters. Right? Do you remember okay. me saying I va- that? I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, and that, because that's something that they really lack. Um, and so I've, I kind of assumed that that was going to be their next purchase. So they've acquired Cubic Motion, and that's the company that was behind the animation tech, the facial animation tech uh, of God of War Ooh. and the Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which really that they, they actually did a lot of videos showing how they did that because there was so much about the facial expressions in Hellblade. Uh, but this is going to be, you know, how they make it to where you, first of all, you have a character, you know, I think that that's still going to be they're gonna, I think they're going to be doing a few more purchases in that area to make the process of creating a character and animating your character doable by your average person, because that is very difficult to do. Uh, this is part of the animation of it. So once you have a character making it to where the face moves for cutscenes and things like that uh, and having it look realistic. I think that this is going to be, you know, very big because it's there's a lot of little products out there doing it, but this is one that does it incredibly accurately and it looks realistic. So there's two different ways you make a model. You or mm-hmm. not not make a model. There's two different ways you can animate. animate. You can you can animate with a computer where you go and mm-hmm. say, okay, you know, you move the arms, little bits and pieces, and and have that interact. Or you and can it's see, a huge pain. Yeah, because it's very hard to with with your mouse simulate real life movement um now what you've seen these images before of these people saying these big giant green rooms with all these little mm-hmm. dots all over their face now in the movie industry that it's called mocap mo they do motion capture but they also do something very similar in video games where they essentially they put a whole bunch of sensors on your face and or whatever part of the yep. body they're trying to um simulate have a camera read it and then they export that in a data type into a system and essentially merge that onto a, a model of a character. And now your yep. movements as a person in real life are now being done by a modeling game. And it Here's saves a I, lot of initial work. Well, it's, well, it, but the problem is it's very expensive because you don't, you, you mm. don't mocap with a webcam. You're talking about tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for cameras plus the studio yep. space to do it, uh, the sensors, the software. This is a multi-million dollar venture to get into this. Now, Brian, here's a hot take for you. Here, yes. You're going to, like, your computer may explode with how hot this take is going to be. This, okay. is what Epic, this is what Epic is going to do. They are going to make this available to their games, the people that use the Unreal Engine, at a very low price and undercut the entire rest of the market and essentially completely own the mocap industry. Well, I, I think they'll probably do it for free. I mean, that seems to be no, the track record up this free. point. No, there's no way they'll do it. But they've done that with the last couple of acquisitions now, they've done. Now, they may give you things for free, like a base mocap, but if you said, hey, I want a player that does this in, in game, you will be able to essentially work through Epic at what I would assume would be a relatively low price to get that to happen. Well, okay, here's where I could see them really expanding it is because uh, they, what they want, what they're hopefully, most likely they're hoping to do is create the whole pipeline from beginning to end 
for getting a character in game and animating it. Uh, and this is one piece of that. Um, I think that with this, you will see people using this tool to create animations that then they will sell on the marketplace. Um, I bet you that they will have some sort of plugins, animations. Because one thing, remember they purchased that company that had all of those um, uh, textures that, you know, for making landscapes and for texturing items. Uh, those, they release a ton of those for free. Um, so they've included that in the platform. They're available on their marketplace, but they're all free. Uh, and then you can make things and people are making assets from those that they're then selling on the marketplace. So I think they're creating things that allow people to create uh, create things and then sell them on the marketplace. And they're trying to create the whole, and or, or you can use it when you're making your own game. I'm sure they will release some sort of base animations and things like that. But the, I think the real cool thing here would be I want a custom animation. I can get a custom animation. Instead of spending $50,000 at a studio, I can spend five through mm-hmm. Epic and Unreal and get that done. Or whatever. I don't know what the cost is for that. Yeah, and I'm sure with this, it's kind of an odd one because there's a lot, as you, as you were explaining before, there's a lot to do this correctly. It's just not, as you said, hook up my webcam, have it. But this is the problem. The ones that are currently there that that are plugins that you can use, those ones are like that. Yeah, and they probably so those, suck. They, they are. They, they're very, they're not accurate. They're not detailed I mean, I, to that you level. Even, you try to chroma key with a webcam? I mean, that Bingo, uh, boom, shaka, that, that hardly works. I can't imagine trying yeah. to mocap somebody um, with that. And so, uh, so with this, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if how accessible this is for your average studio yeah um izzy trippin hitting us up with the four month resubscription here on twitch izzy thank you very much we appreciate your support here and everybody else a lot a lot of twitch primes coming in today and uh just yeah. general primes uh we, we we greatly appreciate it we're we are hoping that pax is still on because if not mm-hmm. we're gonna have to just spend your money we're on gonna have to go else. for a wild weekend in vegas or seattle we'll, do, we'll go wherever there's the least amount of coronavirus how about that well, I'm just saying we'll have to spend your money somehow. So we'll go to I mean, Missouri we'll, or something. We'll be we'll be good. Uh, we'll be good stewards of your money. So we'll go to like Vegas and piss it all away on penny slots. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll be exactly that. <laughs> but we will be recording it, so you'll feel like you got your money's worth. I don't, you can't record in casinos. <laughs> oh, okay. that's that. When you if you record in a casino, uh, they bring you to a back room and take like a buzzsaw to your hand or a sledgehammer and make it so that you don't ever come back. So I've watched enough casino movies over. Yeah. Judd says pack China next. We'll go packs in China. Yeah, you, we could do that. Um, so appreciate that. That will go towards our pack strip, which we are still um, full steam ahead on. That's still pretty far out. So we're, uh, yeah, we don't know it, what's going to happen up at that point, but we're planning that the world will become sane by the time packs yeah, rolls well, around. Yeah, hopefully everything chills out. They just did packs East and that, I didn't hear any criticism of PAX East, so mm-hmm. hopefully uh, PAX West is still uh, up, uh, up and up. So interesting, yep. s- excuse me, interesting stuff there from EpicCubeMotion.com if you'd like to learn any more information. Yes, very good. Uh, so escape some Tarkov. I know your favorite game lately. I haven't um, installed it yet. <laughs> okay, we'll see what happens, see if that I continues. No, I will uh, install it like tomorrow. So they've uh, they've been talking about some upcoming changes that they're doing. Uh, they did do a pre- preliminary patch notes for this. Uh, so one thing is they were working, for instance, the interchange location. Uh, they've been reworking that. 
they've been making it to where there's new uh, interactive objects in the world. They fixed the issues with culling, uh, which really comes down just for we're, we're saying a lot of developer terms today, but I guess that's good, you know, so that people actually understand when they read these patch notes or see things like this. Culling is is where when you can't see an, op- an you object. You say culling or pulling? Culling, C U L L I N G. Okay. Uh, so that's when you can't see an object um, that it doesn't that it's rendered it's not rendered for you right so if something is behind an object you don't want it to uh let's say someone is behind a wall and you can't see them yeah right if you can't see them well why do you need to render that or know that know about it right uh you want to call that uh so that you aren't having to do all the extra work or let's say we really saw this with h1z1 if there's a hacker you don't want the data being sent to that hacker that you're around the corner and behind a wall, correct? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, data is being sent to the server saying you're there. Um, and it needs, the server needs to be smart enough to say, all right, well, don't tell that person that they're around the corner. Now, the times that that will be broken, for instance, if you hear footstep sounds, it needs to tell that player, okay, you're hearing footstep sounds from this location. Then the data is being sent, right? So that wouldn't be cold. But if if that person shouldn't know that you're there and there's none of the things saying that you're there need to be indicated to them, then that should be cold to where none of that data is sent because hackers will pull data, even if it's not displayed to you. If it's being sent out to the player uh, in general, a hacker can create a tool to then say, all right, well, you know, sure, it's not the game isn't going to be telling you when you're playing it, but we know that behind this wall, there's a player. Uh, and then they'll start using those, you know, wall hacks and everything else. So damn wall hacks. Uh, that, yeah. So it, it's best <laughs> that they they do true calling, and it helps with performance. Not with just hackers, but performance. I mean, if there's an object behind a wall, you don't need to send all that extra data saying it's the, it's it's there, uh, unless you actually need to see it. Um, they added a new mechanic, uh, overweight, where the character gets various debuffs for carrying a certain amount of weight. So. Mm. Um, and also increased equipment no. noise. No. Movement. Please, God, no. <laughs> movement no! speed limits. <laughs> increased stamina consumption, etc. So if you are carrying a ton of stuff, you make more noise You go and you go slower and it uses more stamina. So you can't just sit there and overload yourself anymore. This is uh, a, I'll tell you this. This right here is a concerted effort by Battlestate Games against the rats. That's all this is, Brian. This is a big rat conspiracy theory by Battlestate Games. There's no other way around it. This is yep. it. This is exclusively a pinpoint. They are holding a gun to the head of the rats right here. This 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 is disgrace in my opinion. Yeah. I'm I'm pissed. I'm not going to play. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um also no, they added in all the- seriousness, it does kind of it does so, mess with some people's we have talked about game style. The, we have talked about the the rat versus the Chad and mm-hmm. and and what that is. You just any item you can pick up and fit, that's what you take, and that's now that does have its disadvantages in your inventory because it's always full of junk that you don't need. But this is gonna this is gonna change. This will change the game significantly because they have no weight system now. I mean, you can have an inventory full of lead pipes. And you run the exact same as if you have an inventory full of nothing. 
um, which doesn't isn't realistic at all for a game that's got so many realistic mechanics. That's a yeah. big one. Yep. Uh, well, and yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where they're kind of going with this. I'm assuming there's a reason, uh, you know, that they're doing this. Yeah, because well, yeah, because it's it's a huge. You want to talk about a game that's realistic? There's no weight penalty. You can carry as much yeah. shit in a backpack as you want, and you run just as quick as a guy that's got nothing. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. The most basic of games have that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think a, this may end up making, may make it, you know, have a little bit different, more of a play style. They may add a third play style, really, because you're going to have to balance that. You're going to have to oh, figure yeah. out the, okay, there's the guy who's running light, who's maybe getting, looking for a specific item or, you know, only picking up certain things. Then you've got the guy who just loads up on everything and he's like trudging around. around everywhere. Yeah, just out. Oh, but okay, there's going to be now something in between the guy who's, you know, picking up as much as he can and kind of figuring out that fine line of what do I drop? What do I pick up? I got to stay right Joe. on this line. Yep. So it, it, you, I think it's going to create that kind of third person. Coined it here first. When you hear it in yep. Tarkov videos, it's going to be the Joe. It's going to be the rat, the Joe, and the Chad. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So, so what it is, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I don't intend to be somebody, Brian, that sets trends like this. But I mean, what can I say? <laughs> it just can't help it. That's what you do I mean, naturally. Just, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm, I've already got two hands tied behind my back doing the show. I know, <laughs> literally. <laughs> All right. So, um, so also they're adding a fatigue uh, effect debuff. So, which appears if the character keeps the stamina at a low level for a long time, um, energy consumption increases with this effect. Which means you're starved. So, yeah, the equivalent. Yeah, so it's going to have to be where if you're sitting there and just constantly having low stamina, it's going to affect you. It's a problem. Um, that's and now the character stamina indicator is divided into arms and legs. So the arm stamina is consumed when aiming, throwing grenades, and fighting with melee weapons. The leg stamina is consumed when sprinting, jumping, and changing body positions. Also, the leg stamina starts to drain when the hand stamina drops to zero. So if you've used up all of one, it'll start affecting the other. Um, the trading flea market inventory buttons have now been added to the bottom panel of the interface for quick access. The new hand grenades based on the VOG 17 and the VOG 25 prototypes been added. The resolution on your screen is automatically determined and applied as standard settings at the first start of the game. They've added new weapons mods. Uh, the new set of character customizations and equipment uh, are coming up. So new bear top called Tel Telnik, new bear pants called Tiger, new Usec, uh top called tier two and pants called commando new scav top called olympic shirt russia and then Ooh. new body armor tactical vests backpacks helmets active headsets been added uh the grenade case has been added uh new barter loot and new trading uh schema uh requiring this loot new hideout crafting schemas new quests with new outfits as rewards they've done some optimizations fixes uh, and then a few changes, and they've been working on uh, some translation things as well. So I'm gonna have to install this is... again. <laughs> this is I mean, they've they've changed it up quite a bit. Yeah, they have. So they have changed literally. I would say they've changed over fifty percent of play styles. Uh, one thing they said, changing endurance and strength leveling principle. So you'll be able to level them with medium overweight, not max overweight as now. So they, they did some tweets kind of just saying some of the things that they're going to do. So uh, I think they're trying to really figure out, you know, the best way. And who knows? I mean, if I'm sure if it doesn't work, they'll roll it back. 
Absolutely. Yeah, this this development house is all in on doing what the community wants. So, so. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where this ends up going. Yes, um, so PlanetSide 2, they uh, they have done their... We've been talking about Escalation, which yeah. is their expansion. Uh, and they now have the official trailer for that. So I don't know if you want to play okay. that and kind of see yeah, what it so looks like. I didn't realize it was a video. Hold on for me here. Um, no worries. I said, I don't think I downloaded it. No, I didn't. Uh, all right, let's take a look at uh, 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 this Planet Side 2 video about Planet Side 2 and all the cool things in Planet Side 2. I have no idea what I just watched. <laughs> I know. I, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, they've added new things, but I, I don't know. It's just craziness. Like it, there's like airships and I don't know. They didn't really explain anything, but that's their launch trailer. So. It's got a lot. It's, so it's the launch trailer has been out a couple days. It's got 150,000 views and it's got a bunch of mm-hmm. likes. It's got almost 3,000 yep. likes versus 57 downvotes. So I would assume the um, people that play Planetside like it. Yeah. Seems to be a, well, safe, assessment, a safe assumption based on the YouTube video and the, the likes and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so for people that are interested in that, that is, uh, that's the new expansion. I just, I don't think I'm going to go and try and play it. Maybe if we do it as a game of the week or something, mm. but I just, mm. I'm just not interested in playing a side two. Well, it was, of, it's fun when we play as a group. It is. And it's, it's fun for a, a little that, while. Not a game that makes me just antsy to play. Definitely not. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about one of the, uh, one of the nice uh, uh, games in which you are on a boat. Sea of Thieves, which um, yes. I know that we've been, uh, highly criticized for for not playing um i actually i have xbox game pass i just can't be bothered i don't think that's nothing it looks like a fun game though it does but it looks like a game that sinks is gonna pull me in too much and i don't i don't i'm not interested in that i'm not interested in that for for that kind of relationship at this point brian yeah just just ready you're not ready for commitment no, I'm not ready for commitment, but I am ready to watch this video about the new update for Sea of Thieves. Adventure awaits out on the waves with the latest Sea of Thieves monthly update. There's new voyages and rewards for pirate legends. Some fiendish new weapons in your arsenal. And there's an all-new tall tale that'll lead you into the depths of the sinister Captain Flameheart's fiery lake. So hold fast and prepare to test your mettle. As we enter the Heart of Fire. Duke has been tasked by the Pirate Lord himself to offer new voyages for Pirate Legends. He has arranged for legendary treasures to be buried in and around Thieves Haven, and now looks to the worthiest Pirate Legends to prove themselves against one another. 
in a voyage for legendary loot. And if you haven't quite reached legendary status, you can join a pirate legend on their voyage, or go on the offensive and prove you've got the guts to poach their treasure for yourself. And of course, you can use these treasures to progress in Athena's fortune by cashing them in with the mysterious stranger. Completing the commendations for this voyage will allow pirate legends to purchase the ghost-themed capstan, cannons, and wheel for their ship, as well as the all-new legendary treasure seeker costume. As you battle for this legendary loot, keep an eye out for barrels containing the deadly new blunder bombs. Throw these baneful balls to blast your enemies with a brutal explosion. Perfect for sending unwanted boarders back into the depths. The adventure that started with Captain Pendragon in the Seabound Soul now continues with a new Tall Tale quest. Visit Morrow's Peak Outpost and use Grace Morrow's journal to track down Stitcher Jim. You'll face devious puzzles and traps as you navigate your way through the lava-filled caverns and scaly-infested tunnels of Flameheart's Lake. Only the bravest pirates will make it through this challenging new quest. Though if you can, you'll be rewarded with the Ashen Hull for your ship. And for those that conquer the commendations, you'll unlock the hot new Ashen Curse. Proving once and for all that you're the real Firestarter. And over in the black market, Duke has instruments of all varieties. So now's the time to cash in your hard-earned gold in doubloons and spread sweet music throughout the seas. And in the Pirate Emporium, you can now purchase the delightfully crunch-tastic banana-inspired weapon set. As well as little banana costumes for your pets, guaranteed to make them even more appealing. And there are new emotes too. Whether you're the type who likes to stay organized, who fantasizes about your next meal, or who just likes to break loose with a fancy dance, there are emotes sure to hook everyone's attention. And if you're looking to get yourself over a bad day, then look no further than the Conquer-inspired Royal Sea Squirrel Ship Livery. This rather regal set displays the sort of luxuriousness that'd be fit for a king. Where even the most discerning pirate would enjoy nothing more than a stroll along the great, mighty poop deck. And finally, it's time to steady your aim and prepare for battle with the introduction of the new Chain Shot. This spinning bundle of metallic malice is ideal for disabling enemy ships. Catch the mast and it'll topple it with one hit. Or aim for the capstan or wheel to deliver maximum damage. Seek out this new ammo type and you'll be sure to be reveling in a chain of glorious victories. So get ready to prove your legend across the seas and uncover mystery and adventure as you journey into the heart of fire.
Thank you very much. Damn it! This, 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 every time I know that it's coming up, and I don't know when, (laughs) and I just, I always, I just let it go a little too long. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I forgive you. I'm it was close. I'm just, you, I, th- I thought you were going to cut out at the right time. So too. did I, but then like it went black, and I there was a little bit too much time left. I, I apologize. All right, let's just play the whole video again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'll solve it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the- <laughs> let's go. Yeah, we got this. I think. Uh, I think so with get this, ready that- to prove your okay. legend we don't across play the, the whole seas thing again? and uncover mystery and adventure as you journey into the heart. Of fire. All right, Brian. Uh, we have a real cool video, right. off- <laughs> real great video update there from our. We could go and Rex. edit the middle of the uh, <laughs> middle of the of the whole podcast, so she can edit that part and make it look seamless. All right, you can Brian, render it for the next three hours. Uh, yeah, uh, welcome back um, after watching that video about Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they they really have set an interesting bar for in my opinion, for level of uh, video content. Now, obviously, this is a Microsoft first-party studio behind it, so I get that they will never... I get that they are not... They're not some smaller indie titles, but it is very refreshing to see... It It's very refreshing to see a video like that. When a lot of our videos we see, and I'm not bashing videos that we see but because we're dealing with so many early access games we're seeing a lot of unmeshed things and just weird yeah. looking objects and that's the, the, we just watched a five minute cinematic yep which is awesome and, and i think they've done a really good job i i really would like to play the game but just to try it out you know as you said the danger is it's the kind of game that could pull you in and you're just kind of that's what you do um and Our i'm not looking Brian. for that kind of a game right now Come play the video game. <laughs> come play this game. <laughs> but I think Quit for a person job, who doesn't, matey, and come <laughs> sail the seas and buy skins. If you play enough, are. you'll get this. You'll get this awesome ship and these skins. You only need to play one thousand hours. <laughs> Keep buying skins, or however you get them. I don't <laughs> open <know>. crates. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we should do a pirate so a, show. <laughs> yes. Uh, so whatever it is, it looks like a lot of fun. But it's one of those I just know that to get get to that point where this all oh, this is so much fun to get there i just don't have that time right now i barely okay. have time to do half the things that i want to do okay and the biggest thing that you're missing out here brian is that this is not a game you play by yourself this is a game you play with your scallywag friends and yeah. this is not a in my opinion and i'm not pretending to be an expert about this game because i'm not in my opinion yeah. this does not seem to be a game that's fun with this game seems like a game that's only fun with, I would say, maybe three plus people, maybe four. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like a game that suits... Like, Brian, if you and I were like, hey, you and I are going to play Sea of Thieves, I don't think we'd have a great time. I think we'd have a fine yeah. time, but I don't I don't think this is... But this is this one... Is that's what I'm saying. If, if, if you don't have a game right now, like you don't have a game, you're interested in a game where you could really get into it, kind of find a community and jump in, I think this is that type of game where you probably could. Uh, you know, you have a place you ha- or you have a uh, an Xbox or, you you know, you play on the PC, you jump in, you get into a group and this would be kind of your game that you get home from work. You play for an hour or two uh, and then, you know, that's what you do where I just don't have the hour or two every evening to play this. 
but I know that to have fun with it, I would have to play it an hour or two every day. Um, Firebomb says I have a group of three I sail with. So, yeah. so I, I think that sounds about right. Um, well, we do have a bunch of people in our Discord. I always hear a bunch of people saying, come play it. We've got it. The people that say you have it, play with each other. And then yeah. maybe Brian and but I, I will think jump the on. part of the problem is that it's not on Steam as well, where yeah. we it's not the nodal no the normal you see people playing. It's it's through some other launcher or whatever it's on. Uh, I just don't see people playing it, so it's really hard to know who plays it and who doesn't. I know Firebomb says he plays it, but all the other people, you just don't know. Yeah. Well, so. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll have a link to that if you want to go check out some of the other things they've got a uh, full list of things they they're pretty good about covering most of the details in their videos though which i appreciate yes sir um <clears throat> all right so we're i mean we're how are we on time because we did start later than usual uh, we're, we're just we're just at about we're just at about two hours do you need to get out of here okay no i don't need to i just okay. i wanted to make sure okay uh, how fast let's um to go. let's uh let's let's watch this scum video real quick they did an interesting i don't believe i've seen a video from them before or if i have it's been no, so I, long i can't ago. think of um this is a this is a scum video about their new um dev update that they did and um they did it in kind of an, an interesting fashion so we'll watch that and then we'll come back hello guys and welcome to our first development update video well there you go today you'll meet some of my colleagues who will talk to you <laughs> about the features they added into the Perfect. game the last few weeks grab a drink and enjoy The idea is to add more threats to the environment, besides normal puppets and, of course, other players. The first threat we're adding comes in situation. a form of a puppet with a few pounds of high explosives strapped to its chest. It behaves just like a normal puppet, aggroing when it sees you and running towards you, trying to strike you. Upon reaching a certain distance, the explosives will trigger, probably instantly killing you and making you lose all your gear, which is kind of the point. One of the tasks of our animation team is to completely overhaul the weapons. Hold on, can you pause on. it really quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's got okay, the yeah, mocap set up. Right on the same page. <laughs> yeah. So when Nick was talking about mocap earlier and all the things that you have to do with, this is what they're doing. So for instance, you see him holding a weapon right there. Yes. Um, they will they will put him in this gear and then they'll have him run around and shoot a weapon how he would in the game. Then they're capturing every little aspect of how his body is positioned yeah. that they're then using to animate. So. I'm surprised they're doing this in-house. This is a big investment. Yes. But, I mean, this once you do it change. once, it, it makes it to where you can get animate without having to hire it out or rent studio time. Um, you know, if you're taking this seriously, it is worth it to be able to get the quality level of animations that you're looking for without having to have it be a month or two month turnaround time yeah all right um uh, there'll be a, we'll put a timestamp in the show notes on our website uh, back to the video the tasks of our animation team is to completely overhaul the weapons m1 is the first rifle that will get this set of changes including new motion capture animations some visual overhauls and much more we are also trying to make a better difference between basic and advanced skill affected changes include recoil reload spread and other gun-related mechanics. The idea is to include this weapon in an upcoming update, collect feedback, and apply it on the rest of the weapons. In this patch, we have completely reworked the placement system. The old one was a big mess and was difficult to debug with our new features, so we just burned everything down and did it anew. From the player's perspective, most things should work as before, without the bugs, I think. 
And what's new is the improved blueprint placement system, well, algorithm, so you can place the blueprints more easily on weird terrain. Also, you can place up to 10 blueprints at a time of any type. And finally, we added a new shader, because we can. We implemented covering in bushes from AI on the island. The range they will be able to spot you from while in bushes is based on your camouflage skill, camouflage clothes you wear, and stance whether you're standing, crouching, or in prone while hiding in bushes. Next, we have some new additions to the UI, visibility and sound bars. Visibility bar shows you, you guessed it, how visible you are with your current stats and close to the AI. Biggest news regarding sound for next patch is utilization of stealth skill. Level of skill will adjust loudness and range of footstep, equipment noise, door interaction, search and inventory handling sounds. Also, People walking in dense forest areas will produce foliage sounds that will be audible on longer distances. That will make players engage more and use more tactical approach to move throughout the map. We've been working hard on audio optimization as well. We reduced number of consecutive voices by half and instruction calls towards audio engine by 10 times. This will make room for some more exciting audio features in the future. And more bass. I'm working on upgrading SCAM to use the latest Unreal Engine oh version. With the new Unreal Engine version <laughs> hey, power in SCAM, we expect to see performance improvements on both client and the server. Additionally, this will enable us to make use of all the new cool oh, features developed in Unreal and keep SCAM up to date. <coughs> when I'm finished with the Unreal Engine, there are two high-priority features for me. The first one is streaming improvements. <coughs> With that, we aim to fix stuttering mostly noticeable when approaching or moving through cities. The other feature is metabolism, <coughs> which is being reworked from ground up to make things better, consistent and clearer, so that you can understand better what is happening with your car. <coughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think they can get away with this stuff in Russia, I guess. Oh, no, you wonder why there's only like one case in Russia. <laughs> yeah, because this it hasn't spread somehow. I haven't figured out how it has never. Yeah, spread. So for the audio listeners, uh, throughout the whole time, they were checking out their staff members for some sort of virus thing. Um, and then at the end, the guy's coughing and they hold up a uh, revolver to his head and presumably pull the trigger. So uh, th now that is a kind of video that doesn't have the production value, but is. A f it's funny enough that it's effective. Yeah, it definitely catches you as you go through. I'm just like, oh my goodness. That's pretty good. I like that. They did a good job. Yeah, agreed. Top. Good job, scum. As Nisco said, their game is shit, but their, the video is good. So we'll we'll tip our hat to that. Um, and well, uh, go check out scum. Uh, I've got a comment for the post show that I'm not going to say during the live show. We'll, okay. we'll just remind me. There's something I wanted to point out. Okay. We'll do. Um, All right. So that's scum. All right. Uh, so, and they've, they've got a patch, you know, and they've talked a lot about it, but we'll have a link uh, to their patch notes. One thing they did do is they, they had a kind of a post where they really shout out to a lot of the private servers. Um, and they have their Scumcast, which they've done episode one of. Oh. So if you're interested, we've talked about this where games start doing their own podcast. They have done their very first podcast. Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, actually, since um, 
I didn't do that. But they have a YouTube channel. It's a two hour. I mean, they must have learned something from us <clears throat> or this is a, a two hour episode. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is uh, this is something hopefully that's not like the first 20 minutes of is just we're going to be streaming soon like some do. Uh, but this is uh, this is their first episode. It was on March 12th. We'll put a link to it if you're interested in checking that. But it's a podcast made by them about about scum. Yeah, this is um, with Stand is doing something like this, and I've listened to a couple of them. A couple of those two hours might be a little lengthy, just from because uh, the, you're trying to digest the information. And I and I, yeah. I know even with this show, I mean we we talk about sometimes we could talk about a dozen and a half games in two hours. It's very very fast paced. So you know yep. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm not going to throw a stone at it, but. That might, depending on how they structure it, two hours is a long time for just like information overload. Well, and one thing that I will mention that, you know, you being a podcaster, you will understand. Thank you. Thanks people have the best, <laughs> people, uh, people have the best intentions going into a podcast. If you go into a podcast saying, I am going to do a podcast for two hours. Well, you want to know what you probably won't. We go into a podcast saying we're going to do a 45 minute podcast. And you're here. Look at what the end result is. Uh, we don't do this. In, <laughs> we don't do this intentionally. We, we now we'd love to do a 45 minute podcast. To be fair, we do do a two hour show now. But originally, we did not intend on doing a show. this. No, time. we just we we started in saying we're going to do however long it needs to be. You know, when we feel like it, the show's done, we will. And it just happens to be this. You know, we've kind of hit our stride with this. But people coming into it, if we started saying we are going to do a two hour podcast, we would have really struggled to maintain that. We probably wouldn't Agreed. be doing a two-hour podcast if we went in saying we were going to. We are going to now do a two-hour podcast. Let's see if we can cut that time in half. <laughs> yeah, so now we can fail and be like, oh. Yeah, darn. Whoops. Uh, so anyway, so that that I put a link to it in the show notes so you will be able to see that episode one of the Scumcast. Um, let's, uh, let's just run through now the arc. Oh, go ahead. I, I want to point out one other thing. They are doing something cool with this. So they've got all the people talking. They've got all these guys virtually sitting around uh, like a table with uh, some pizza and a ble- some sort of uh, object. So they're doing phallic- some sort of like motion tracking or something? No I, no, I don't think they're literally motion tracking it live, but they've just got these guys in game just kind of. But, but the thing is, when they're looking around, it's it's kind of mimicking them, though. I think. Yeah, these just look like passive movements, but it's pretty neat. I mean, it's it's cool. Re- better than just having like static image. <laughs> like, like it's just it's a whole lot it's a whole lot better than that so that's cool yeah so it'll be interesting to see I, I think what they do is have characters that can sit and they're just kind of moving their mouse to look around yeah. and like doing various emotes and things cool so cool uh yeah so that that'll be in there um you can check it out uh let's go ahead and just jump on to some of the updates for instance like arc okay they have their you know, a lot of these are really small ones, quick fixes. Uh, there's one bigger patch in here. So 306.87, this was done on the 10th. They fixed an exploit. Uh, 306.88, they, this is on the 11th. They fixed several performance-related crashes. 306.89, uh, they, this is on the 11th. They fixed an exploit with Ferox. Uh, 307.02, this is the bigger one. Uh, they went through and just did a lot of fixes for... Uh, for instance, on Ferox, they adjusted the knockback distance for PvP scenarios um, because it was m- also moving tribes' tames. 
uh, they increased timers and just did a lot of little fixes. I'm not going to go through them all. Uh, one thing they did add was they added a HUD notification during the VR boss fight to indicate you've reached the limit, probably because VR does not display um, all of the same things. Uh, and this, yeah, fixes. So that's 307.02. And then they're on 307.1, which they fixed a crash related to the bog spider. So that is your ARC updates. And we've also got a, a quick update here from um, one of my, well, I would say it's, I mean, if I had to rate like games that I have really enjoyed and spent a good amount of time playing, I would say No Man's Sky is probably within the top three on that list. And uh, they've mm-hmm. got an update here, the Living Ship Patch 2.33. Your favorite game. Uh, and just a couple quick things on here. Enabled uh, tessellation on the Xbox One X. That That's a developer term, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so- Tessellation, um, okay, let's say, for instance, on the ground, on a map. Uh, you know, when the when the ground isn't totally flat, on old video games, you'd look at the ground layer, and it would be flat. It would be a texture on top of it, but it would be pretty much a picture of ground texture. Gotcha. Well, uh, the, the other way to do that is to put a lot of detail where you're putting a lot of bumps and things onto a map. That adds a lot of, of detail that gets very expensive in terms of performance. Because you're adding so much detail. Uh, so the kind of way of getting around that is you create what's called tessellation to where it will dynamically uh, add bumps and, and you know, texture and, and up and down, you know, if there's dirt bumps and things like that to the ground on the fly that's not necessarily put into the map itself. It may be a ground texture that then has detail to it. So that's tessellation and it can be very expensive. They've really done a good job of, of kind of making it more performance friendly in the past year. Uh, and I know in unreal, they've been doing that um, and having it to where it actually works better, but it's a way to get that kind of visual depth without having it being an actual, you've gone into the map and actually put all that detail in the map, which would make your map file huge. Gotcha. So they did that and they've enabled that on the Xbox one X, which is obviously a lot faster of a unit. Uh, introduced mm-hmm. a partial fix for an issue that causes or caused players to fall through the terrain. That's a huge issue there. Fixed an issue for PC players who lost their void egg during the final stages of the Starbirth mission and were not able to recover it. So they hooked the community members back up with that. And finally, fixed to prevent base parts from spawning around weekend mission objectives, which I guess was causing some issues in the game there. So a couple of updates there from no man's sky. They're living ship patch 2.33. Very good. Um, uh, well, I was to talk about dead by daylight. We don't need to go into a ton of detail because we've shown uh, teaser videos for this, but they did their chains of hate uh, yes. patch and they, they kind of released that right during the show last week. But I was just going to mention some things they added. They added a new survivor to that. Uh, Zarina. Um, they added a new killer, the Death Slinger. They added a new map, uh, which was that Dead Dog Saloon. We showed a video showing a lot of that last week. Uh, and then they added a high ping indicator uh, to the HUD. So now you can see uh, if you're having a ping. So white icon means that it's 150 milliseconds. Red icon means 300 milliseconds. Yeah, they showed in the um, lobby, um, but they must not show it in game. So now, yeah, now it'll actually show in game. And then they did some balancing and things like that. I don't know that we really need to go into it, but just tweaking a lot of the different characters and uh, mechanics. 
Yeah, it seems to be kind of a trend here. Same thing with Conan Exiles, their update 16.03.2020. And uh, this one is, uh, there's a lot in here. Offering a sacrifice um, in Hanahum's Grotto should now provide a reward as intended. And then fixed an issue with VoIP. So, you're up to date on Conan Exiles. Thanks for Oh, yeah. Us. Perfect. <laughs> um, one thing, uh, Astroneer, they put out their 1.10.9 update. Uh, so, this is something that, for instance, they mentioned Steam players would have gotten this on the 10th, so just last week. Xbox uh, Play Anywhere and PS4 players uh, should now see it as well uh, since this came out. Uh, but they've yeah they've gone through and they've introduced a new item to help players achieve truly flat surfaces uh, because you know this you can sculpt it's got the the ability to go through and really manipulate the ground um, and, and with the voxel mechanics and so you can go through and there's a there's a object that you can now create flat surfaces so for instance if you're wanting to make a building and then have flooring uh, but it's the leveling block and that's uh, exists in creative mode. Um, small scrap items in the world can now be bundled for easier transport. So you can bundle a bunch of, of your tier one scraps um, or now bundle into a single tier T1 scrap bundle. Um, that makes it easier. They've done some performance optimizations and then a big list of bug fixes. So if you're playing that, hopefully you notice a little bit better performance. This game looks like so much fun. But it's it's kind of that same problem I think as Sea of Thieves. It just to really get into it, it's kind of like my, it's it's like my um, uh, what's the what's the game space game that I really like? Elite, elite dangerous. dangerous. It's, it's like it's my elite dangerous. Like I just I love elite dangerous, but I just cannot commit the time well, that I know it takes. We might have. I, I mean, I, this is going to be the next couple of weeks is going to be some good time to be playing some of these games, especially if people are working remote and you know your hour lunch can actually be like playing a you game, can play a game for an hour because you can eat lunch while you work or vice versa, eat lunch while you play yep. a video game. So I'm going to, after I said, I'm not going to be frivolous with my money. I'm going to end up buying some stupid video games. I don't need. <laughs> um, so yeah, there Perfect. you go. That's uh that's Astroneer. And then I think the, the, we have a rust video. Did you want to do that before we end the show? Yeah, we actually. And, and there's one other, actually uh, ROE put out a patch as well. Um, I'll just mention uh, that, this was their March 12th patch. They have their Adventurer Pass bundle. So if you're interested in that, they have their new Adventurer Pass uh, and you can get it for 50% off right now. Um, and up and through uh, April 9th, they, this is where this sale goes from March 12th to April 9th. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's take a look at this Rust video. It is... Um from our good friend Shadowfrax. We'll take a look at that and uh, we will wrap up the show after he's done, right after this. Greetings, survivors and friends. Shadowfrax here with your weekly airdrop of Rust development loot. And in this episode, builders particularly have some exciting new things to look forward to. And there's the return of an old friend. But first, you know what would make me happy? Please subscribe if you haven't done so already and ring that bell to stay regular with all the latest from behind the rusty curtain. So, you know how I mumble quite often about the commits, which are basically an ongoing log that anyone can look at and which show what the team at Face Punch are currently working on. 
link to this page will be in the description. Well, what you'll notice is that each commit shows which branch it relates to, with most of them being worked on separately and so not accessible by us peasants. Instead, we have to wait for them to be merged to staging branch at least before we can have a fiddle. One new branch that blinked into existence over the last week was intriguingly titled Building Blocks 2020, and what this means is exactly what it sounds like. Yes, we are getting some new bits and pieces to jam into our bases. Most excitingly, perhaps for medieval reenactment dilettantes, was the announcement of a new spiral stairs block. Now, we don't have any up-to-date visuals of these at the moment, however, some of you may remember in the dim and distant past that is to say September 2016, I showed you an early concept for this very thing, which it seems is actually pretty close to what we'll be getting soon. Just don't take this as being exactly what it'll look like. Apparently, these new blocks will be modular with each piece completing a half turn and going up by a half block. So two pieces will lock together to form a 360 degree turn and allow you to go up by a full block's height with the landing being central to doorways. Hopefully that makes sense. Also, it seems that they'll work with triangular floor blocks too. Not sure how that will look yet, but this is definitely a step up. Talking of which, something that the rest of you will no doubt start foaming at the building plan about is the news that we will finally be getting triangular floor frames. And of course, what use would these be without something equally triangular to plug them with? Yes, you heard it here. We're also getting triangular floor grills and ladder hatches. So yes, many of you have been chewing the walls about one day having these and so I'm very pleased to tell you that the wait is nearly over. Soon you'll be able to go up and down a small hole inside a tight space to your heart's content. Not only, but also an old acquaintance and a sorely missed one will be reappearing on the scene like a long-lost uncle that had faked his own death. Yes, ramp blocks are coming back, it seems, although in a slightly different capacity. They'll attach to foundations in the same way as foundation steps and also be placeable on floors. So far, so good, but they are mainly intended to be used as a ramp for vehicles when they eventually arrive. So what, you say? Why can't I use foundation steps for that? because that's going to change. You'll need a proper ramp instead. Cars are not people. I don't care what you've seen in the movies. Also, we're getting a new half-floor block, it seems, which will be an awning and walkway block that's half a floor wide and normal length, and it looks like you'll be able to use the spiral stairs with these too. Also, also, thatch walls are being made thicker and more optimized with a 50-75% to 75 lower triangle count on LOD0. There may well be more to come, and I'll hopefully have visuals for you soon, but please let me know down below what you think to these new possibilities and what else you'd like if you could have it. There were a couple of hot fixes to Rust this week. On Monday, there was one that fixed some NREs, player state getting lost, and potentially resolved an issue with excessive server save times. Then, on Tuesday, an optional update for Mac startup issues, a fix for players being able to turn off the recycler when in use, and sometimes getting stuck in the new CCTV UI. In optimization, there's much work being done still to improve foliage grid performance, plus terrain instancing now. More on the results of these when I get it. The avalanche of cinematic tools continues with the ability to spectate other players in first person during a demo being added, being able to list nearby entities within a certain radius, 
and being able to view the map UI during demo playback as well. Farming too is still plowing its way along with corn, potatoes and pumpkins being compostable and news that the sprinkler will lose a bit of health each time it sprinkles. Vehicles are still eagerly awaited, well, for some, but the latest work shows that there'll be an engine UI and stats panel, an armoured module, wheel spin, exhaust and damage sounds and effects, and the ability to push over and flip vehicles in much the same way as boats, I presume. Hopefully also whilst people are inside. There's plenty of progress being made still on the HDRP branch, of course, which is still quite a way off, and on staging the new version of Unity. 2019.3 has finally been merged in after most of the issues have hopefully been fixed. Right, you're up to date. If you appreciate the work I'm doing here, then please sub to the channel and consider supporting me over on Patreon, as these fine chaps already are. I stream on Twitch thrice a week for your viewing pleasure, and you can also keep up to date with my content on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and my Steam group. Links below. I shall catch you all soon, but in the meantime, keep calm and stay rusty. Cheerio. All right. Thanks, Shadowfrax, for that. As always, keeping us up to date in the world of Rust. Now, uh, I was going to mention one thing. I noticed uh, Steam, they, uh, there's a 10.2 gigabyte update for PUBG. And mm. what that is, if you notice that, that'll be the 6.3 uh, update. So that's going to be on the test server. So I'm assuming, you know, because I think you can pick without having to su subscribe to a different yeah. download channel. Um, so they'll be you'll be able to test that 6.3 version. Uh, so that'll be what that large download is. All right. I think that brings us up to date, Brian, with uh, all of our good. news. Um, well, without further ado, let's take a look at uh, some current players, people that are currently playing some of the uh, video games that we talk about here on the program. Currently playing DayZ, 11,146, the 24-hour peak, 20,000, uh-oh, 666, the 70 peak, 23,789. Pretty strong showing there from DayZ. Let's take a look at Ark. Still on the boost from uh, the new DLC, 65,371. The 24 hour peak, 112,477. With a 70 peak of 136,528. Moving on over to Rust. Solid numbers as well. 53,605 people currently playing that. 82,769 is your 24-hour peak with a 7-day peak of 86,303. Let's take a look at 7 Days to Die, currently playing 17,403. The 24-hour peak, 21,107, with a 7-day peak of 22,405. And rounding us out today, the Sleeper Brian, still relatively strong numbers for Conan Exiles. Almost 9,000 people currently playing. The 24-hour peak, 11,860, with a 70 peak of 13,961. Not not something you'd expect uh, from Conan Exiles, but I'm glad to see that they've still got a, a good people, a good group of users that are actively playing that and um, probably buying well, DLC, which is great. One thing to keep in mind is they haven't put out a major content patch in a little while. So, I mean, yeah, a couple of weeks you know, a lot of time, or a couple months. A lot of time, yeah. yeah, you'll see a a boost of players around those times, but it's good that, you know, a couple months after content, you still have people playing it like that. Yes, sir. So, all right. Uh, are we ready for uh, tip of the week? Hmm. Tip of the, what's, what's tip of the week? Well, uh, that's when either I give a general gaming tip or one for a specific game. 
Uh, and I figured since a lot of people would be playing Warzone, I would give that for my tip of the week. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So in Warzone, there's something fun that you can do. Uh, and it's the ability to shoot people while you're still in the air. So after leaving the plane, one thing you can do is if you open your parachute really quick and then close it, you can then draw your weapon. Um, and so this allows you to shoot enemies. So you can shoot people that are in the air uh, parachuting down, or you can shoot people as you fall. Just one thing to keep in mind, you need to make sure that you remember to reopen your parachute uh, because you will be falling quickly towards the ground. Uh, you can use your parachute also as many times as you like in Warzone, uh, unlike some other games, you know, Fortnite, for example, you can do you can use it again if you use a special jump pad. But in this, you can jump off a building. Whatever you're doing, you have the ability to reopen your parachute. So anytime you happen to be in the air, if you have a little bit of a distance to fall, you can then uh, cue to to open up your parachute, and it should save you from hurting yourself. So that is tip of the week. All right, that's a good one there, and I've seen that happen. Not um, not for me. Uh, of course, yeah. but um, for other people, yes. So, that, and this would be interesting to see how hard it would be to actually shoot because you, you start with a pistol, right? So you'd have to be shooting someone with a pistol uh, from At the pretty air. far range. Yeah, yeah. So it, it wouldn't be easy, but I'm sure we'll see people doing it. Firebomb saying, so, uh, "Is this a game worth the bandwidth?" If you're a Call of Duty fan, absolutely. Um, if you are looking for, well, and by the way, um, we'll say again, the Warzone mode is free, so there's no cost, which is good. So the question is hard drive space and bandwidth. Um, I would say, yeah, it, uh, to try it for sure. It's got a very unique BR feel. And if you're somebody that likes Call of Duty, I, ha- I think you'll like this because it, it feels like COD multiplayer, but in a battle royale, which is a very unique yeah. feel. There's no other game like it. It's got a very... COD is very unique in how it feels. Yep. But yeah, so one thing, Firebone, we were mentioning earlier, is you may want to look to see if your ISP is giving you a break on bandwidth caps right now. And maybe this would be your week to sit there and just download everything that your heart desires. Yes, sir. Um, Game giveaway. What do we got? All right. So let's go ahead and... Pull this. This is for Rally 2.0. It's a racing game. Also comes with three DLCs. So uh, let's go ahead and draw the winner. And congratulations, Firebomb. There you go. I mean, look uh, at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> now he's going to have to decide, is it worth the bandwidth to download Rally 2.0? He, and he likes racing games, so hopefully he'll enjoy this. And I will send you the link that you can use to redeem your copy of the game on Discord. Yes, sir. Um, before we get out of here, Brian, uh, obviously we made some jokes and whatnot during uh, the show, and I think we did a pretty good job of keeping it uh, away from regular news. But I will say this. We don't do politics on this program. We're not going to do, start doing politics today. But in all seriousness, there are places where you can get information about things that are going on. It's your state and local officials. It's not the news. I'm not attacking the news, but the CDC, 
your local emergency management, your state emergency management, and then of course uh, the the you know the White House has got a task force on it. Make sure you're listening to your local uh, officials and what they're having to say, and um, do whatever you need to do to keep yourself and your family safe. So, on that yep. note, I will say uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Brian. If I if I was next year, I'd have to pinch you because you're not wearing green, and I, you're so, your lame ass get... excuse of a green thread in a blue shirt. You know, you washed it with something green, and there's a piece of green stuck to it, and you're like, oh, the green. <laughs> I'd have to pinch you, but since we're practicing social distancing on this program, I'm not allowed to do that. So, um, and what are you going to do? Color yourself? I have yourself? a green pin. A green okay, pin. Well, congratulations. <laughs> so, Brian, thank you. Um, and we will uh, we'll see you Friday night for Call of Duty. We'll be playing Warzone yeah. free Friday night. And um, then we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Infectio. Yep. And we're surviving. So yeah. Hey, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Boise computer, or you can go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. Uh, the one thing you do, if you happen to be working from home, you're home, able to play some games with us, make sure you come and jump on our discord. If you go to our website on the right hand side, you'll see join our server on discord. Uh, it's a free app to use very uh, lightweight. They have a mobile uh, desktop version, also a web-based version. Uh, if you want to get a notification, when we start our live show, you're going to be happen to be home. Good chance. You might be home during the coming weeks. Make sure you join our Steam group and you'll get a notification in Steam when we start our live show. And that's uh, easy and free. Also, we have links to our YouTube, Twitch, and our Mixer. So if you're looking to watch us live or watch the video formats of the uh, podcast, you're welcome to do that. Uh, If you want to listen to the audio only, you can do that in the lower right-hand side uh, for whatever platform you happen to be on. Also, we have our show notes for now 270 episodes of the podcast. So if there's a video we showed or something that we want to that you wanted to go check out uh, the article or whatever we were referring to. We'll have that in the show notes and those are on for all episodes that we've done. And if you want to help support us financially uh, and hopefully we can go to PAX if the PAX exists this year, uh, you can do that by either if you're going to order anything on Amazon, just type in amazon.infectionpodcast.com in your browser. Uh, if you're going to do any humble bundle purchases, do humble.infectionpodcast.com. Or as you've heard throughout this show, people giving their Twitch Prime subs, which is our primary way of, of being able to fund packs. And we really appreciate that when people do it. So thank you very much. Yes, sir. Brian, thank you. And mm-hmm. um, we will see you next week. All right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Well, thank you for joining us here on uh, Infection Podcast. I know it's kind of a kind of a weird time for for everybody um but uh we'll we'll be here we'll be doing our show and we'll be doing our best to uh i know it's stressful we'll take your mind off of uh some of the reality of things going on so we'll be here again next tuesday for another episode um and uh hopefully you'll join us on our discord and some of our other social channels my name is nick craig you can follow me on twitter at nicholas m craig of course you can visit our website it's infectionpodcast.com ladies and gentlemen That's going to do it. Stay safe out there, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.